question. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 76 of the Arty Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and gave us, it's that time where Edge is a scumbag, as it is time to once again jump on that road, and that road leads us to one place, and one place only, that is WrestleMania 21. As always, I'm Dave, and as always, Big Sexy Michael Rag, it's that fucking time. It is that time. Edge is a prick, Lee is a prick, and poor Matt fucking Hardy. Poor Matt Hardy. But let's face it, this build is just about one thing, one thing only. Well, it's that's sad on the first episode. Dick. Who, yeah, <laughs> who's he going to be slinging his dick at? <laughs> Triple H or JVL and Cena? Let's get right into it, Michael. February 28th, 2005. Relationship trouble between Matt Hardy and Amy Lita Dumas. Hardy had photos of Lita taken down from his official website. And when he mailed inquiries about the situation, he told fans to ask Lita why the pictures have been taken down. Undoubtedly, this implied a problem problematic relationship. Mm. Now, according to fans on Matt Hardy's message board, which is thematthardy.com, Hardy fans did indeed ask Lita about the situation as, at a public appearance. Sure enough, she confirmed there were problems in the relationship. Could you imagine some dirty mark on a signing, autograph signing? Lita, is it true what I hear about you and Matt on rocks? Right, Fuck terrible. off, you cunt. <laughs> At this point, the official reason for trouble is not yet known. There are rumours going around, and it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out what them rumours might be, but nothing of any weight has made rounds as of yet. Thursday, March the 3rd, 2005. Many have been wondering on the latest between Matt Hardy and Lita's real-life relationship, and the fact is, they have split up. According to sources, Hardy was the one that ended the four-year relationship. Why would you do that? You got Lita, mate. March the 4th. Matt Hardy confirms breakup with Lita, claims that she cheated on him. <gasps> Omega promoter Thomas Simpson posted a message on Matt Hardy's message board that confirmed speculation of Lita's decision to cheat on her ex-boyfriend. Lita is a ho! After talking about Matt's undeniable love for Lita, he then offered the following on her lack of faith. Amy Dumar lied to Matt. Amy broke Matt's trust. While Matt told me this story of lies and deceit, I heard so much pain and anguish in his voice that it brought me to tears. I'm still shocked and saddened at the pain that Matt has been caused by all this. All of this. What is even more heartbreaking is that the other man has precipitated the lies was supposedly one of Matt's best friends. Ooh, sugar shame, you reckon? Amy, <laughs> Shannon Moore. Uh, Amy is not the only one who is guilty of lies and breaking trust. Hardy then replied with a message, Thomas, thanks for all love and support. Every, everything Thomas has said is absolutely true. I will address this appalling situation when the time is right. I greatly appreciate <laughs> all of your support and encouragement that all of you have given me throughout the years. May you all be well and happy. God bless, Matt Hardy. When the time is right. So what, a fucking live show? <laughs> Saturday, March the 5th. As revealed yesterday, Matt Hardy has revealed that Amy Lita DeMar was the one that broke their four-year relationship by cheating on him. To update on the matter, 
The torch has revealed that Adam Copeland, a.k.a. Edge, was the man that got involved with Dumas. Was he showing her his spear? Mm-hmm. According to PWTorch.com, the original plan was for both Edge and Matt Hardy to take part in, spoiler alert, Chris Jericho's ladder match at WrestleMania. However, with recent personal issues developing between Hardy and Edge, sources say such a plan is now off the table, as putting Edge and Hardy in the ring almost ensures one of them will leave the ring injured. Yeah, probably Edge. <laughs> uh, moving on, Tuesday, March the 8th, Despite word coming out this weekend that Matt Hardy was set to be at Monday's Raw, he was reportedly asked by management to avoid attending the show. Uh, Matt was in driving distance and wanted to visit, visit friends backstage, but was kindly asked not to show up and did it adhere to the request. The move was by no means an indication of WWE siding with Edge and Lita over Hardy, but unlike Hardy, they were booked for the show and needed to be present. Uh, WWE saw no upside in aggravating the situation by placing Hardy in the same locker room as those two workers, so made the decision to ask Hardy to refrain from attending. Well, Hardy's the bad guy, because Hardy wants to kick the fuck out of a guy who shagged his bird. Yeah. That's, he's, the, yeah. he's the bad guy in yeah, this. Course he's the he bad is. guy. Of course he is. They're, they're protecting Edge. Uh, That's all it is. They've got plans for Edge, so they're protecting Edge. Absolutely. March the 8th. As expected, the Hardy Lita Edge love triangle was the hot topic of discussion backstage at Raw last night. Although talk on the situation has been quiet at weekend house shows, it was open season yesterday with talent from SmackDown on their cell phones to the Raw guys to try and get updates. Matt Hardy wasn't backstage at the show last night per WWE's request, who felt it would be best given Lita and Edge were both booked for on-screen appearances. With Hardy not at the show, management held meetings with Edge and Lita to discuss recent events and how the situation could be diffused given that WrestleMania is just around the corner. As for backstage reaction, Edge nor Lita were shunned by their peers. However, there was some awkwardness that accompanied both whenever they went backstage, which was to be expected. As for Matt Hardy, many in the locker room feel sympathetic towards him as he is a popular figure and thought of as a kind boyfriend. Well... Matt's the victim here. Let's let's not make no bones about it. Now get ready for this. Oh, it's a big one. This I'm gonna have to read a lot here. March the fourteenth. Matt Hardy has broken his silence and posted a piece on his message board this morning. Here is what Hardy had to say. Greetings, amigos. I hope everyone that comes across this message is healthy, happy, and doing well. I am physically doing great as I feel I am approaching being in the best shape I've ever been in. Mentally, I am trying to focus on all my emotions and aggressions towards training intensively to return to the ring. I am extremely excited about stepping back into a WWE ring and doing what I do best. I am currently giving all my love and ded dedication to my career. I know that I will appreciate it unlike others. This time, it's about me, Matt Hardy and us. They tried, the, my tried and true supporters. In the past, I've always been a major team player, Jeff, Amy, Shannon, what about Sugar Shane? Uh -huh. Not to take away from any of their abilities. Why is he acknowledging Amy in that? Yeah. But none of them would be, would be where they are now without my help and leadership. I saying she's shit without him and Jeff. Jeff, the, the more popular Hardy. I know each one of them know that. I always led the troops. I always called the shots. And I was the one who made sure everyone looked good and highlighted everyone's strengths. I was the ultimate team player, but this time it's about me and the cult known as the MFers. I cannot thank everyone, it goes on for fucking ages this, I cannot thank everyone enough that has supported me during this too much of this time, and off these words I can't say, uh, in my life and career. Uh, the love that has been on display for me is everywhere has been phenomenal. I promise to reciprocate that to each and every one of you. If you have ever met me, you know that I always go to the extra mile for a true supporter. Others forget, but I never will. Without you, there is no me. 
Thanks for thinking about it. It goes on for fucking ages and ages and ages. TLDR. It basically, long story short, it says karma's a bitch and whatever goes around comes around. Don't worry about it. God bless. I wish you well. Sincere, Matt Hardy. Fucking get your point across, mate. It took a while. Treat it like a promo. It took a while. Treat it like a promo. And then, in a weird, odd twist, March the 15th, Punk Band, Seven Seconds, their official website posted a picture of Matt Hardy and Amy Lita Dumar together at a concert of theirs last Thursday. Given the current coverage of their personal problems, it's an interesting development. However, Matt Hardy has been quick to shoot down any rumours of a work after the photo of he and Lita made the rounds. Here's what he had to say. So I figured Amy and I attending the seven second show would eventually come out. Here's the deal. Amy and I talked about some things that night and then went to the show. Kevin Seconds asked her to take a picture with him, which we gladly did. Remember my post about mistakes? As far as not attending events, no one has ever been worried about Amy and I getting into a physical confrontation. Like I said before, as upset as I may be with Amy, I obviously still care and hope she clears her head for God's sake. I wish her, I wish all of this was a work. So, we're still trying to get her back. After Edge and Andy Diddle. He's like, oh, let's go to a gig. Love makes you fucking stupid. It does. It does. <laughs> That's it. That's it does. Love makes you a fucking idiot. Yeah. And finally, March the 26th, uh, there's a rumour going around backstage that at a recent house show, Edge's rental car tyres were slashed. <laughs> <laughs> Although no one is blaming Matt Hardy or even insinuating he's happy about Close what happened. Not. It's possible that Hardy fans saw Edge driving the car and decided to do something in retaliation for the leader situation. That, which, that could be true. Genuine heel heat right there. Absolutely. Uh, Edge and Lita are doing their best to downplay their relationship backstage, which is helping to avoid any animosity, but wrestlers still strongly support Hardy. One wrestler said, Edge broke up a tight, serious relationship. Edge and Matt were good friends. They're all in the business. Even in the regular world, you don't do that. You'd have to give it a year or two minimum before moving into, an ex's, into a friend's ex after they break up, but you don't move into a friend's current girlfriend. Truth. We will talk more about that. code. I told you that was fucking ages. A good 10 minutes talking about Matt Hardy and Lita. Fucking and Edge. But yeah, it's one of them storylines, isn't it, that's it's just so iconic. So iconic just within Adam, all three of these careers. You bastard. Because it kind of, in a way, rejuvenated Matt Hardy as a singles wrestler. Kind mm. of, kind of. But it certainly fucking did as a, Edge as a heel and Lita as a heel. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Compelled yeah. Edge and Lita to top heel. Yeah, it was one, of the, one of the best things that they could have ever fucking done. <laughs> but poor Matt Hardy, because this done half send him on a fucking bit of a decline for a bit though, doesn't it? I don't think he... Because don't you get released at all? Yeah, because he gets, he gets released and then through to like, the crowd chanting for Matt Hardy and that like, Vince signs him back. After after, after they, they like make kiss and make up. Not kiss and make up, but agree to work together. So then everything you see going forward, storyline-wise, is, a, is a work. That's all the work. Yeah, because they already spoke about it with Vince and said, we'll professionally do it. But this is the weird one that like, always baffles me with wrestling. So Matt Hardy breaking up with Lee has got one of the worst things he's ever gone through. But it's like, yeah, let's put it in a storyline. Let's let's replay it all for everyone to see. Because I reckon... Cause you're your normal emotions for that experience would come out and it help you project that into your character no the, yeah that would be the idea behind it but why would you want to go through it because wrestlers are fucking weird <laughs> wrestlers are fucking weird anyway michael are you ready for this goes on for fucking ages and all it's six, six weeks. weeks six weeks michael it's some well it is are you ready for monday night raw i'm ready to get this 
Like, let's let's just skip to Batista choosing. <laughs> that's that's the only important part of this fucking episode. This war, war episode. Find out who Batista's choosing for Mania. And I've got a feeling you know what you want to do, big man, don't you? You know what you want to do. Hunter, I've known what I was going to do for a long time. Hunter, I'm staying right here on Raw. And at WrestleMania, I'm taking the World Championship. From you. Well, the deal is done. The untamed spirit of the animal known as the... So, Michael, unfortunately not. We have to go through it all, as always. <laughs> it is February 21st, 2005. We're at the Bryce Jordan Center, State College, Pennsylvania, with... 3,500 people in attendance. That's <laughs> mega. Uh, it's university as well. We open with, with a recap of Batista winning the Rumble, uh, and then we lead on to our opening match, women's title, Trish versus Molly versus Victoria. Trish brought in a nasty shine from the mm -hmm. house ship. Uh, the Molly go round is avoided, and it's Widow's Peak to Molly, only to have Trish steal the pin to retain. Um, standard generic women's match. Do you see the Jack Doan sign in the crowd as I well? Didn't. It said Jack Doan, too short to grab the sky. <laughs> what? I don't get it either. And it was grammatically correct. So yeah. the first two was TO, which should have been T double O, and the second two was the number two. Right, I'm going to wrestling. Who's that? What are you going to make a sign for? Yeah. Jack Doan, referee. One of refs. 
Um, we see backstage Triple H and Ric Flair. They're recapping the Batista storyline, uh, and Triple H wants to talk to him. Batista isn't isn't here yet, and Triple H isn't happy with Flair. Uh, Flair saying he's got travel issues, and Hunter's like, "That's some excuse." It is a motherfucker. This is this is why he'll not be the main event. That's it. And then we get the Pulp Fiction WrestleMania trailer, which is one of my favourite ones. We've, we've said about this, haven't we? Eddie and Booker yeah. play great roles. Great roles. And then Trish, we see her backstage. There's a lot of backstage. He's yeah. got a lot of times that I'm going to be saying the word fucking backstage. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, backstage, Trish she comes up to Candice and Christy Emmy. Um, they're just chatting shit. Candice says Trish is the only one who goes down, so Trish slaps her in the face. Even uh, though Candice is at yeah. the film. <laughs> Uh, Candice acts like she's been shot and stabbed and fucked up all in one fucking go. Uh, it's a slap. And then Christy tackles Trish against the wall. Security appear. Oh, he's got great fucking timing, is them security. George, just when you need Backstage, like, later, oh, yeah. mate, they're just there. Unless it's Shawn Michaels and Edge. They're brilliant. And then we're still backstage. Shawn Michaels, he comes up to Randy Orton and Stacey. Uh, Shawn talks about how important of a time it is because it's WrestleMania. He says, I changed the industry with the help of a ladder. Uh, this is what WrestleMania can do for you and Orton. You've got to take a chance. And straight away, I'm thinking, oh, Walter Michaels, ladder match. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, we see. Boy, it's weird fucking seeing Orton and HPK being friendly. <sighs> for now. It's Orton for now. Only for a bit. Orton's back to being a cunt again soon. Don't yeah. worry about it. Where he belongs. Uh, Simon Daney's in the ring. He tells the crowd how fucking fat they are. Um, and then that leads to Chris Jericho versus Easy Simon Dean. Easy dove. Easy dove. Ends without no bother. Jericho didn't even break a sweat with the walls. Simon Dean was never going to win. Teddy Long's in Eric Bischoff's office and recaps the end of last night's show before hyping up tonight's signing. Uh, Sean then comes in and tells Long that he's challenging Kurt Angle for WrestleMania. Fucking yes. Get in. Get in. <laughs> And we get a WrestleMania recall of Morton Downey Jr. in Piper's Pit because there's a remember Piper's Pit. Just, just, that's all you need to remember. Just Piper's just, Pit. Just remember that. Yeah. Uh, Beef came versus Tyson Tonko. Uh, in Ken, new red pants. Yeah, Ken gets the win. Ken gets the win, of course. Um, I like how t uh, they actually give Tonko a bit of promo time. He said he's tired hearing about Batista. Yeah, and he's holding the mic like 10 uh, feet away from his he, voice. Yeah, I'm the problem solver, and Kane, you've got a problem. And you're the new problem solver. So could work. John, I think it's, that could work. It could work. If, if anyone else. If you were any good. Yeah, if you were any good. Um, we see Flair, he goes to Batista's limo, but finds the debuting Chris Master masterpiece. Right there. It's a shit Lex Luger. Uh, here comes Mamadou Hassan and Dufari. Uh, same old shit. Q Benoit to challenge Hassan. Um, double beat down his arm. Uh, he's still struggling to find something to do with, with Hassan. Just a storyline. What has he got other than foreign heel? Foreign heel. That's all he's got. That's all it is. Um, up next, Edge and Christian. Again, the reunion. Versus Randall and Shawn Michaels. Um, the ref gets bumped. Edge hits a spear for a no count. Uh, Sean drops the elbow on Christian only to have Edge crotch him against the post. Uh, Concerto misses, switching music finishes Christian. Uh, fun match, I always love seeing some Edge and Christian. Only, only issue, just for one night, I'm, I love Alter Bridge, but just for one night, yeah, give us that classic crowd yeah. entrance together. They won't come through, yeah, but they come through a crowd like, right, arrogant and like, get out of fucking way. If that's not, it's a different, they think we need them both to be faces for that sort of stuff. Uh, it, yeah, it's not, that's why when they first turned heel, like that's a, that was their biggest heel turn yeah. just to not come through a crowd and just come that aisle there. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you set of cons. Biggest heel move you could have, they could have ever done. It's fucking fantastic. Long this match at night for sure mm. as well. Oh, absolutely. There's not, there's not many matches though across six fucking weeks of wrestling. It's, it's the longest match. It's, it's fucking build. 
Uh, we see backstage and Edge, he jumps Sean to vent off some frustration. Yeah, uh, but even before Orton's even gone through curtain. I love when Edge went, I'm breaking your heart, Michael's. Ah. And then, Michael, the Chris Masters, the masterpiece against Stephen Richards. Who are we going to get into? Have his, uh, well, a big Stephen Richards is match with Stephen fucking Richards. It's proof that if you're always ready to work, you'll eventually get booked. Well, there you go. Always uh, be ready. Masters, big, dirty, slowy entrance to show it's off his shit. Mm. Lex Luger. Mm. Shit, Lex Luger. Yeah. Uh, Richards, he gets powered around to start. Um, we get a lot of pausing. Uh, Master Lock, where just a full Nelson, as they're calling it at the minute, yeah. uh, gets the victory. He's, he's just a shit Lex Luger and Bobby Lashley, isn't he? Don't you dare dis <laughs> discredit Bobby Lashley's name like that. Bobby Lashley's shit, you know. He's so shit. Like, I don't know. He's not. He's all right, but he's not Brock Lesnar level. It is a man. It's not a super. It is a voice piece. It is a mouthpiece. Yeah, but why does he need to talk? Why, why don't you just turn up and just start whooping ass? Sorry, killer. Yeah, just yeah, yeah just get losing to Ormas and Afu doing with Ormas versus MVP. All right, Brock Lesnar. Good luck to you. Uh, we get a video of Batista's rise to the top and the need for him to make a decision ahead of uh, his WrestleMania title match. And speaking of title matches, it is Gene Snitsky versus Big Sexy Schultz for the IC title. Even though he got DQ'd last time. Fucking back at line, dickhead. Absolutely. Uh, the Exploder's broken up, so Snitsky grabs a chair. Uh, Shelton baseball slides it into his face and uses it. Yeah, is that not a DQ? DQ. Wow. So are you saying to me, then, that Van Damme can do a Van Dammenate any time once because he's not hitting? Because that's one of, it's one of his moves. It's not in Shelton's moveset. It's in your moveset, you're alright. It's baseball slides in his moveset. No, I'm not with you. It's not in his moveset. It's got to be in your moveset. Um, so yeah, the, my issue there though is is because Shel Shelton loses via DQ. Are we going another at Mania? Shelton versus Snitsky. I hope not. Snitsky doesn't deserve a Mania match. No, absolutely not. Um, and then we get the basic instinct. Uh, this is my favourite one. WrestleMania trailer. Um, they're a great set of trailers. We spoke about this before, haven't we? They're, they're a great set of trailers. Um, Flair, we see him backstage, he can't get hold of Batista and Triple H isn't happy. It's his third voicemail to Batista. And he, he rants about the whole thing and admits that the whole surprise footage from Smackdown was his idea, along with trying to run Batista over. What a cunt. Flair's response though, he's like, that is genius! But he was stunned to begin with though. He was, to begin with he was like, hmm. no, he was stunned because he didn't think Triple H would come up with something like that. Well, there you go. Um, it's Triple H says he was trying to make Batista make the right decisions because he's a bit thick. Um, Da, da, da. Triple H calls him a big idiot and guess who's listening Camera right pans out just at entrance and he's uh, listening in. Do you know the thing is though, for me I would have liked still having the ending that we have but without this. Still f believing up to that point Batista's Batista picking that Batista doesn't know. Yeah, without yeah. him seeing. Because yeah, yeah. that just, that just spoiled what was going to happen. Yeah. They should have, like you said, just end it with, with Triple H. 100%. Selling flair, what 100%. And we find out next week we're going to get Benoit versus Hassan and Edge versus Michaels in a street fight. Yes. And here it is time for the contract signing. So here's Bischoff and Long for that big moment. Long story short, because it's the most iconic moment for me in Batista's career. Yeah. Career. So Batista comes out, Triple H and Flair are there. Batista's making a choice. He looks at Raw Smackdown, Raw Smackdown. Bros Raw down picks up Smackdown, everyone's thumbs up, everyone's happy, Batista just does thumbs up, thumbs down. And what did Orton say the night after Ted Chamber? Told him. It's all about that thumbs he down. Told him. Long running storytelling, that's what it is. 
It's all from about that September, thumbs September, this has gone on Absolutely. From. <laughs> and then Batista destroys Triple H, uh, sends him through the, the contract signing table, um, and now Batista's fully-fledged face turn has been completed. Finally. And what an absolute just... A one-segment show. Yeah, it was. It was all built up for this. But, I, but because of that segment and because of just the, the pop when that because the fans we've been speaking about Spurgeon's the fans have wanted and waited and been begging mm. for the Batista face turn and now they've got it and my God, for it, it like they did with Rock what a pop what a pop but overall that was Monday Night Raw then Michael what did you think I'd say it was a one segment show it was nice to see ENC reunion mm -hmm. always nice to see that mm -hmm. especially when they don't turn on each other after mm -hmm. Which was a nice change. Um, How many mavens? Again, it a two. Yeah, because anything higher than a two is basing it solely on that last segment. Yeah, that entrance were all right. That entrance were all right. Entrance that ending, sorry, were all right. <laughs> no, it's not just all right. That ending was mega. The pop, everything. It's what it was Batista's night. Yeah, but it was too much emphasis and too much focus just on Big Dave. Yeah, that was the thing. Anyway, enough of Raw. Are you ready for Smack of the Down? From the city of brotherly love. It is. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the board to render their decision. Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome the CEO of the WWE, Linda McMahon. Thank you very much. As many of you know, several weeks ago, the WWE Board of Directors received a petition asking for the removal of Theodore Long as the general manager of SmackDown. Following that, Mr. Long came to Connecticut and met with the board to answer the charges which had been raised by Carlito and by others who had signed the petition. He was charged with maliciousness for being biased and for being unfit to be the general manager of SmackDown. The board met on this issue and we've reached the following conclusion. Based on the evidence presented, yes, Mr. Long did sometimes make questionable decisions and perhaps even biased ones, but we believe that they were for the betterment of SmackDown and for the benefit of the SmackDown fans. And in the end, that's what's most important. So we have decided to retain Mr. Long as the general manager of SmackDown. And let me add, this decision of the board is final. Therefore, Carlito stopped calling. We don't want to hear it. And Teddy, keep up the good work. All right. Yeah, the general manager's staying on. I'm gonna be sticking around, dog. And all that hating 
you've been doing on me for the past several months. Wait a minute, you listen to Galito, huh? I'm not through with you. Let me explain. I hey, now you listen to me. I am your boss. And I tell you what to do. Now next week, you show up for work and you show up early. And if you think that your life has been a living nightmare, then you have no idea what I have got in store for you. Wait, is it February the 24th, 2005? We are the Watchovia Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I think it's Watchovia. If it's not, it needs to be. With 7,000 people in attendance. Double what Raw had. Smackdown's the place to be. Well, it's an actual arena. Well, yeah. <laughs> Opening contest tag titles Eddie and Ray versus the Bashams. And it's a rematch from No Way Out, but a 619 into the Frog Splash, into dropping the dime, retains the titles for the With champs. With an accidental 619 before to Eddie. Yeah. Is that is this the. Uh... Mate. Vince loves it. Vince loves it. We, uh, we see stills of Cena versus Angle. Um, and then the women, we go to backstage, the women in the locker room, and OJ in a tuxedo comes in, because obviously he's a gentleman. Yeah. Um, Don't even knock, though. They're all tonight invited to JBL's celebration, and it's a black tie event. Do you know what I always find brilliant is the fact that these divas have come with not only the wrestling attire, should they need to wrestle, the backstage attire, but also ball gowns. Gown, ball yeah. gowns, just in case. Well, divas, in it? Just in like, case. You, know, you don't know if you're going to have to do an evening you gown. You get booked into an evening gown match, you don't know. Or if you can dance off thing shit right. well you don't know that so you, don't, you never know you always be ready it's the Steve, Steve Richards must be training them always be ready you're yeah, ready for everything ready. up next Kurt Angle Invitational time and I recognise him yeah looks like a yes. one of our teachers one Matt Martel yeah Matt Stryker Matt Stryker <laughs> uh, do you know Matt Stryker he has a good go I've always liked Matt Stryker I've always liked that it's like how does it feel to lose that number contenders ship yeah. match to Cena last night yeah ooh I like how I like him. Uh, Vince must like him. Just give him a bit of time. But uh, yes, Matt Stryker, he, on the losing effort, obviously. Um, but, <laughs> I loved when he did like, um, was it the angle slam at the end and he pulled him up, great bagged him, ankle lock, and it's like, the look, and I've always loved it. And this match more, I think it was just, every now and again it jumps out on me, but this one probably jumps out. The, the intensity that Kurt Angle can put on his face. Oh, when yeah, you he's, know, he's not really hurting you. But he, he's facing... <laughs> You think he's actually wrecking? <laughs> he's wanting to break that ankle. He's looking brilliant. Uh, Post-match, Taz asks Angle about Shawn Michaels challenging to Mania, and Angle leaves without saying a thing. <sighs> Tension. Just throws Tension. that mic down without saying a fucking word. What's he going to do? What's he going to say? We see JBL. He's got loads of friends that are coming a bit later for the party, and then we see Adam like he's writing a poem and ignores a question about Booker T. Um, the poem is about him getting disqualified against Booker because Adam Rack is a bit fucking He's a mental. Fucking idiot. Mental. Uh, we get some stills. He can't of, even rhyme either. <laughs> we get some stills of the barbed wire cage match. Uh, we also see some new footage of JBL crawling out from under the ring as Big Show posed on the steps. Just a stupid, stupid thing to do. Stupid idea. Then Batista and Cena showed up as well, obviously because it's all about Batista Maybe. and Cena. Uh, and then it's time for the party. We've got food out. There's tables in the aisles. Uh, fancy dress folk all over the place. And then JBL walks out like he's holding yeah. the biggest shit ever. Banged up. Banged up. That banged up. He can't even wear his hat. He's walking like he's shitting himself. Uh, well, he said, I'm not going to postpone it because I've earned this moment. Um, it's his entrance into the Hall of Fame. 
<laughs> uh, the Bashams and OJ, they're in the ring. Everyone else is drinking champers. Uh, Jordan introduces JBL, who takes his fucking ass long time. It's like Undertaker entrances, <laughs> going into the ring. Holding that shit in. Right, his music even starts over again as he keeps <laughs> coming over. Uh, Jordan, he does another introduction and unveils a portrait of JBL as champion. Obviously, you know what's going to happen. Big Show first comes out, the beating's on. But Cena comes out and you knew it was going to end. As soon as you saw that painting, yeah. you knew but that it painting. Don't, it don't break. We're going over someone's face. It don't break though. Oh, it's big fucking JBL's got hard head. <laughs> it was Fucking hard head. Um, oh no, would he not? He'd have to have a right soft head. Because an hard head, it'd go straight through it. It must have a right, like a feather head. Feather head JBL. Or it made, it made right thin, right thick paper. Yeah. That could, hey, that's what it could be. It's can, it could be canvas and not paper. It could be emp. Cruiserweight title time, Charvo versus Fonaki, Gory Bomb to retain. That's Fonaki done then in Cruiserweight yeah, picture. Back that, to the end Back to being the one announcer. Yeah. After the match, Paul London runs in, chases Charvo off. So, Paul London's then. No Paul London versus Charlotte Mania. Must be. That's, that's your kick off opening match for Mania. Up next, he can't fucking shake these fucking cunts off to love no money. <laughs> Double Jeopardy. Undertaker versus Jindrak and the Big Dog. Double Jeopardy match. Tornado handicap. Yeah. Uh, Undertaker beats Reigns down, triangle chokes Jindrak for the easy victory. Afterwards, the Big Dog yells at the reflection, tag team dissension, it was only a matter of time oh. until the refs have to break it up. It's like I take a left of the ring and stand, it's like, don't fucking follow me this time. <laughs> or I'll be fucking back to finish you off. Uh, Teddy Long, he comes out to find out the fate of his job. He's proud of what he's done as GM, but his colleague, or to say, is looking forward to him being fucked off. Uh, here comes Linda McMahon, but I was hoping for theme music, but yeah. no, she just pops on the screen. Pops on that drum. And says, actually, Teddy Long's been doing a mint job. Charvo, Carlito, from now on, you're his bitch. <laughs> That's what I got out of that. Yeah, start shoveling shit, lad. <laughs> Okay, now, so Carlito, hopefully he's, he's a bit more healthy now, he's going to get back in ring, hopefully, because obviously this was just to keep him going. Yeah, this is keeping on TV, which yeah. is good for him, keep him on TV. But hopefully now, uh, fingers crossed we see a bit more Carlito, so I like Carlito. Uh, main event time, Big Show, John Cena versus The Juice and JBL. Uh, F you onto Jordan, but Cena doesn't cover. Cena screams to the crowd, this is what we do. Is that Mark Henry's coming? Uh, <laughs> the shuffle of all yeah. things gets the pin. The shuffle. OJ is done then. Not impressed. OJ is done. You lost to a fucking falling fist drop. Is he done though? I feel like a bit of gold's coming his way soon. Well, it's um, got silver in it. But that was smack of the down. And again, I think I feel like it was very much a one person, one storyline show. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like there's a bit more going on in SmackDown. There is, but it wasn't. It was just as basic as Raw. Yeah. So it's still too two stars well, but Raw, Raw yeah it's two Mavens 100% the main the main story for both shows Raw yeah. wins and they, they run throughout the show as well like the JBL party you found out about it 15 times backstage they run about Batista in his main event picking his contract 15 times yeah. backstage yeah it was like we just need to fill time before we can show what's good the, 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 the shots of uh, the main event but yeah two Mavens bang average both of them bang same Main event scene, brilliant. Raw was better, but that's oh, just because of the Batista moment. Smackers a little bit, because Smackers did have a little bit more going on, but it is just still I'm going with the iconic moment for Batista. Mm, it is an iconic moment. Are you ready then, Michael, for some more Monday Night Raw? Yeah. I'm sure that the question that's on everyone's mind, quite simply, is 
Why did you decide to stay on Raw? And why did you decide to go to WrestleMania to face Triple H for the World Heavyweight title? Jim, I'll tell you, that's real simple. Ever since I joined Evolution, Raw has been about one man, Triple H. I never mind it. It didn't bother me. I never mind it, but things change. Now, when Randy Orton won the World Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam last year, it was all about Triple H. When I won the 2005 Royal Rumble, it was still, it was still all about Triple H. So last week, I had to make a decision, two choices. Go to SmackDown and leave Raw all to Triple H or stay right here on Raw and do something about it. JR, I chose to do something about it. It's like the song goes. It's all about the game and how you play it. Well, last week, last week, the game got played. It is February the 28th, 2005 at the Dunkin' Donuts Centre in Providence, <laughs> Rhode Island with 7,500 people in attendance. Uh, Triple H, he comes out and he's in his gear. Uh, he says he's not scared of Batista, but the fans think Batista's going to become world champion. Uh, Triple H, he yells about being the best in the business and that's not a slogan on a t-shirt, which it should be though. Yeah. Uh, Batista thinks he's gotten, he's gotten somewhere after sitting under the learning tree for two years. But the reality is, Batista the child and I'm your daddy. <laughs> and at WrestleMania, you're going to fucking get learned and daddy's going to take you to a woodshed. But then, of all people to come out and break up the Triple H's Orbin promo, stand back, there's a hurricane coming through. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, Just, Triple H yeah, beats there's no him. need to go yeah. into commentary on Triple this. Triple H beats him and then Triple H grabs Mike again and says, see Batista, this is what I do. <laughs> he grabs Mark and he's like, Batista, Batista. You know what I could think? Yeah. Eugene! Eugene! <laughs> uh, up next, Chris Benoit versus Mohamed Hassan. <sighs> Poor Benoit. Yeah. Um, well, no, not Paul Benoit, fuck him. It's a weird one, this one, because, like, they've already got the ring bell involved. Benoit went for the fine headbutt, and I feel like the finish was for him to land on the bell. Yeah. But then he didn't, so they had to do a low blow to end it that way. I feel like they had to quickly had, sort that finish out. had it on the wrong side. Yeah. If yeah. you had it on the other side. They had to quickly sort that finish out. Um, but, yeah, another meh match that involves so the Sam's beating his own undefeated streak absolutely uh, we look, <laughs> look back at Edge attacking Shawn Michaels last week and then we find out the latest inductee into the Hall of Fame when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside gotta take a stand it don't hurt to Hulk I'm not racist I promise you or oh, actually I might be brother. just a little bit brother Hogan well I said they needed a star I did say that Hall of Fame uh, list that we went through, I mean, the inductees needed name a star. bigger name. The sorry, sorry not sorry. He's, name a bigger name missed, in wrestling history. Mr. Wrestling is Hulk Hogan. From a money and marketing standpoint, and actually getting people, getting it out there. Like, people who don't even know anything about wrestling you know, know Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Absolutely. He's just one of them, them names that, if you actually want your Hall of Fame to be like, legit, Hogan's got to be in there. If you've got a wrestling Hall of Fame, if they're like the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, they even and all say that, it. Hogan's got to be in it. They even said yeah. it. There's is no Hall of Fame without Hogan. In there, Hall of Fame. 
course it probably yeah. yeah even though they weren't there for long it's organ man once organ's there people start watching and they do organ equals ratings as sad as it sounds um, Batista we see him arrive and coach warns him of what Triple H said earlier but that doesn't seem to bother Batista who wants to thank Triple H for unleashing the animal but Ric Flair he tells Triple H that Batista's here but Hunter he has a plan uh, uh, uh. and then Michael will get a video Christy Emmett is going to get a boobs out in Playboy yay we'll review good that. episode good, good edition man. <laughs> um, Incontinental title time uh, Shelton Benjamin versus Gene Snitsky wants fucking more uh, Shelton grabs a big DDT and the Exploder retains the title in a very short match so hopefully that is now Snitsky fucked off our IC title picture back to OVW please please and then we find out Michael at Wrestlemania it's going to be Piper's Pit with Steve Austin as the guest so you remember a few episodes back when I said the calendars for this year 2020 and 2005 yeah Wrestlemania so Mania's but is it going to be main event though Stud Gold Will it be came main back event? for Roddy an Piper. interview segment with another wrestler yeah but is that going to turn into Roddy Piper versus Stone Cold Steve Austin fucking could you imagine could you imagine Piper battering I feel like on the mic see, I, this is one of them that it, it doesn't sit in my mind where I remember I can remember it happening but I couldn't tell you the context so I'm looking forward to going and watching think, that back again Someone comes out and he gives he gives him a stunner. Of course, he gives somebody a stunner. It's Stone Cold fucking Steve Austin. But that's all I all I know. <laughs> no idea, but it's going to be fun. But we'll definitely be reminded of it in the next fucking few weeks. Uh, up next, Chris Masters versus John Walters. Now, John Walters to me—that's the name we've had before. Is a striker that used to play for Stoke. Uh, well, there's the actor John Walters as well, yeah. who's the old guy. Yeah, but we've had a we've had a job John Walters named before. John Walters before. Well, Walters weren't named yet. I had to use the internet to find out what his name was. Uh, choking, stomping, smashing, pausing, master lock for the victory. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's all it is. It. That's it. Uh, we get another recap of Batista's decision from last week, and Jr. brings out Batista for a little fucking chinwag and get straight to it. Why did Batista pick Triple H? Batista, he talks about Randy Orton winning the world title last year and said, then it was still all about Triple H. Then I won at the Rumble. Then it's still all about Triple H. And he says, as the song goes, it's all about the game and how you play it. Last week, Triple H got played and I am not scared of the game. Batista's going to fuck him up. Batista's not scared of anything. He's going <laughs> to fuck him up. He says, at WrestleMania, I become the man. Uh, Q, Triple H and Flair. Become Becky Lynch. Yeah. A brawl happens, but as you'd expect, uh, Ric Flair is the one that gets battered and not Triple H. Well, yeah, because, you know, you, you're not going to get yourself hurt yeah. when the, you've got your mate. What's even, what's even better, though, is like we're in 30 seconds, we're backstage, and uh, Triple H, he says, Bischoff, next week, I want Flair versus Batista. Why? Batista's just destroyed him in about five seconds. He's in his 50s. <laughs> it's Ric Flair. <laughs> Batista will kill him. <laughs> but if Triple H is in his corner... Dirtiness, shenanigans and everything that could ensue. I get that, but even still. Triple H is going to have to interfere. But Triple H is going to have to interfere every four seconds to stop Ric Flair from dying at the hands of the big dog. Uh, big dog, big Dave. Two different people. Same Slide person. a taser to Flair and disrupt the ref. A taser? All right, fucking Russell, WCW 99. Uh, and then you saw the two feet up at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> up next, Chris Jericho, one on one with. Maybe on the show. 
Uh, a top rope elbow to the jaw sets up the walls for an easy victory. Um, mm. After the match, Jericho, he talks about everything going on at WrestleMania and wants to do something special. He has an idea, and that involves himself, five more people, and the chance of a lifetime and a solid steel ladder. So is it like the winning... The winner has to reach grab a contract for Fozzie's next record label. Oh, it might be. It might. That's why it might be. No, it might have to be. That's a contract to be Fozzie's next fucking lead guitarist. Or lead singer. Lead singer, even. Could lead singer. Fozzie, a new one. Uh, Shelter would be good for it. I think. Get a brand yeah. new WrestleMania trailer. This time it's a few good men with Cena as Tom Cruise and JBL and Jack Nicholson. Massive courtroom showdown. One of my favourites, this one. Mm. Yeah, it's a brilliant one. This is Cena's, like, hey. I can, I can act, do acting I as, well. Act as well. I quite liked having Coach as the judge. I thought that was a nice little touch as well. Um, and then here comes Christy Emmy for the unveiling of our Playboy cover. Uh, Trish Stratus, she, she interrupts. Uh, Trish talks about Christy taking a spot, but praises her for the cover. Um, she pulls out some spray paint, though, and covers up the word champion on top of the cover. <laughs> so that was a great <laughs> spot. Like, she's right. Uh, they start scrapping uh, and Christy gets kicked so hard in the head that Trish breaks her shoes. Yeah. I'm like, your shoes must be dirt cheap or she's got one strong skull. And ouch, yeah. if she has. Uh, so Christy versus Trish going forward then, I imagine. So this is our women's championship feud heading to Mania. Nice. Over the... Playboy. But what the full-time diva baby they of the year? always wrestle over Playboy. Against they Playboy. Always wrestle over Playboy. They love Vince McMahon loves so promoting Trish Playboy. Are they trying to tell us that they've never that Playboy have never come to Trish and be like, yeah. please purse purse yeah, for us? Absolutely, hundred percent. Surely Hugh has been like, <laughs> just here's a blank check, Mate, just I put whatever number you want on there. There has been meetings upon meetings upon meetings about Trish Stratus being in Playboy. Vince McMahon has thought about it long and hard. Oh, we've all thought about it long they, and hard. They're in bed with Linda, going, Linda, how can we convince Trish to get her tits out for Playboy? <laughs> And then we see, which is, I always find it a bit strange seeing him in WWE. Superstar Billy Graham. Yeah. Because he's like such a, like, you hear about him now and he's got such a bad vibe towards WWE. But everything he's saying here is like, oh, fucking yeah, yeah. sunshine's out of yeah. their asses. And he's like, I can't wait for the old Hogan's coming to Mania and Randy Orton. He says, you should, you need to make a, make a moment for yourself, son. Make a moment. And during all this, Randy Orton's looking at Undertaker on WWE magazine. So I'm like, oh. So Ooh. the original Undertaker, Randy Orton feud. It all stems from superstar Billy, Billy Graham. Fucking Graham. What the fuck? What the actual? He's fuck? the fucking catalyst. To this what feud. the actual fuck? Uh, we see Edge. He's looking forward to letting off some steam by hurting Shawn Michaels and keeping him out of WrestleMania. As that takes us to our next match, it is Edge versus the Heartbreak Kid. Uh, Shawn drops the top rope elbow onto Edge, but switching music misses. Uh, Edge le hits him low with a chair, loads up the concerto, but Shawn punches him low for the save. The spear gives Edge a two, so Edge tunes up the band, allowing Shawn, though, to hit the switching music for the victory. Yeah, instead of going for a switching music himself, he goes for a spear. Um, what I forgot to add that this was a, uh, a street fight, and it was quite cool because I always like when they street fight when we're wrestling jeans. Because yeah. how do you know it's a street fight? Because they're wrestling jeans. in the street clothes. In jeans. And I, that was a nice education onto the chair. Uh, after to give the, him the crimson mask. After the match, uh, Kurt Angle, he runs in and beats the fucking living daylight out of Michaels. Sean gets all bloody, obviously. <laughs> all over the place. Uh, Angle Slam leaves Sean dead. And then Kurt Angle accepts the WrestleMania match as Monday Night Raw goes off the air. I have to say, Shawn Michaels is probably one of my favourite people to watch in a hardcore match. Like, he'll dropkick ladders into people. Yeah. Not enough people dropkick ladders into people these days. He'll throw a fucking ladder at you. Not enough people throw ladders these days. 
I absolutely agree. But yeah, that was Raw. What did you think? How many Mavens? It was a better show, I thought. And, and Maven. Maven yeah. Street Fight was great. Nice to end on something different than the world title. Let's build Angle Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Great way to end it. Yeah. Angle looked like a fucking monster. Oh, yeah. It looks like, yeah. That's what I mean. Angle looks like a beast. Uh, it helps that Shawn will fucking blade for his grandma. Do you know what I mean? If you're in a feud with Michaels and well, you're wanting blood in it, Max said, yeah, do it. He was covered in fucking blood before match ended. He loves it. Absolutely fucking oh, loves it. Not even halfway through match, he yeah. was bleeding. Loves bleeding. But yeah, it's the, the intensity from Kurt Angle is brilliant. And we're still in that period of time where it still is it still is shocking for me to see Kurt Angle on Raw. Raw. Even though, obviously, he used to be on Raw before the draft and all that. Do you know what I mean? I just felt, because for me, he's, all, he's, he's been such a so Smackdown long. guy. Yeah, it's hard to he's see him. He's part of six. That's fantastic. Same with Edge. Um, but again, for me, I'm giving it a two. I was going to give it 2.5. Oh, so this one takes the lead. This one takes the lead. I've fed the matches on this one. Are you ready for some smack of the down? John Cena. Look at this. F.U. F.U. time. He's got him set. F.U. connecting. Wait, wait a minute. The passions. I thought the cabinet left. Wait a minute. This arm looks like from the announce table. The champion's right here in front of us outside the ring. You can't see me. Champions. Nobody can see him except us. John Cena has no clue. F.U. Cena's going to get an F.U. out of the passion. F.U. by John Cena. And look at this! Give me out of the championship off the skull of John Cena! The referee never saw it! The damn champion with the title off the skull of Cena! Orlando Jordan crawling toward the cover! Not this way! Not this way! Damn it! Here is your winner and the new United States champion! It is March the 3rd, 2005. We're in the Pepsi Arena in Auburn, New York. So we stayed northeast. With 6,000 people in attendance. Uh, we open with a recap of JBL's celebration from last week. Um, with Big Show, John Cena breaking it up and wrecking everything. And here's John Cena. He comes out for a promo. He gets straight to the point. He's sick of everything being about John Bradshaw Layfield. Who throws a party for themselves, Cena says. JBL was born with a silver spoon in his mouth and has always had stocks, but a few years ago, John Cena was spending his money to sit right out there with the fans. He spent all day making a sign to hold up and he'd spend his money to buy a foam finger or an old school ice cream bar with Doink the Clown on the front. I can see yeah. CM Punk. A little Doink fucking Pump. reference. Fucking ice cream bar reference. Yeah, that's it. Before CM Punk. Uh, last week, Cena broke up JBL's party because he wants to fight and since real recognises real, these people don't care what JBL can buy. They want to see a fight, but JBL doesn't want one. This week, the fighting champion is fighting the Juice. Like, also, this is when he loses the US title then. Then JBL, he can throw another party for himself and get an award for being the biggest bitch in the WWE. It doesn't matter how long JBL has held the title because it's all about how many days he has left with the title. At WrestleMania, Cena is getting the title and that is that. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of Cena's most serious promos he's done. Yeah. yeah. This, I'm in like, business now. Basically, the same as he would in a rap, but no, no rapping. Mm -hmm. Just, I'm going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Up next, tag team title time. Jindrak and the Big Dog versus Rey Mysterio and Eddie. Seems so, to have made up since last so, week. Yeah, I was going to say, they were scrapping last week, were they not? Um, obviously, Frog Splash, that retains the titles. And then Jindrak, this week, he drops the Big Dog. 
we have single left points. hand. So they are going through a divorce then. Are they? They're just it's one left hand. Just 18. Oh, it's a great shot. It's a great left that, hand. That's going to be his going forward, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> what, I've got a good left hand. One punch killer. Uh, we see the women backstage, they're talking about Angle attacking Sean on Raw. Uh, Dawn Marie comes up to yell at them and gets a mi- gets herself in a mixed tag with Michelle McCall for later on. So she's going to get taken? Yeah, I like how Dawn went, you're going to learn who runs a locker room. Like, it's not you, Dawn Marie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guarantee her it's not it's you. Definitely not your tag partner. No. Uh, we see Carlito, he comes in to see Teddy who hands him a shovel for his first job. Told you, it's going to be shoveling shit. Carlito can shovel snow outside to make sure the parking lot is safe. Uh, keep in mind though, Carlito's arms like in a sling. Yeah, is what I did. What big shovel? That would be easy. Uh, he says that's not cold. Long goes. It's not. It's cold. Up <laughs> 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 next because the fans WWE must hate us. WWE must hate the fans. Yeah. Book T versus Heidenreich. Why a DDT onto a chair disqualifies Booker. Yeah. See how is that a DDT? But a baseball kick into a chair isn't wrestling I can't explain it I wish I could I really wish I could but I can't because it's fucking wrestling uh, it's Kurt Angle to address the end of Raw Angle is rather pleased with what he did and we see the rather bloody image of him attacking Shawn Michaels it was a great choice of uh, trousers for him to wear as well yeah that blood showed oh, up really yes. well uh, Angle can't stop smiling and he thought it'd be a fair fight at Mania but look how beaten up Shawn is Angle was going to break Shawn's ankle at the Rumble but security stopped him then Angle came to Raw and blooded Shawn on his own turf at Mania, it's going to be even worse beating. It's an even worse beating when Angle proves that he is the best ever. As for tonight, let's have a Kurt Angle Invitational. Someone comes out in a hoodie with his head covered, but Angle doesn't buy it. He thinks yeah, it's Michael. It's like, you're Sean. You're fucking Sean. I know you're Sean. But it's not. It's not Sean. The Sean is the fake cameraman with the fake Who moves into position in front of the camera. Uh, start smashing each other security break them up uh, Teddy Long he escorts Shawn Michaels out of the building he says there's no hard feelings though you know, if you ever want like, to smack us that was always a give gives a shout first just <laughs> yeah. let us know for him yeah I'll open the door for you mixed tag time Michelle McCool and the big show versus Dawn Marie and Renee Dupree spotting a nasty shiner what the fucking shiner is happening lately I do like how Dawn Marie and Renee Dupree goes together though yeah Renee Dupree uh, Dupree comes in for the French tickle, but Show distracts, <laughs> distracts and lets Michelle get in a low blow. This means Show can come in for his own dance, and it's Chokeslam for the easy pin. Um, it's one of them things that... Yeah, as soon as Big Show came out, I was like, was oh, there. okay. Yeah, it was there. <laughs> like, I don't need to watch this to see what's going things, to happen. Things went down. It was there. Uh, we see Carlito backstage, outside even. Uh, he's poking at the snow with his <laughs> shovel until the car splashes. Then Michael Cole goes, he doesn't even have a jacket on. <laughs> oh, poor lad. Minus three out there. At least he's getting TV time. Exactly. He's on TV. He's keeping relevant because he's injured and he can't wrestle, obviously. Even though I hope he is back now because now he's, it's Teddy Long's there. You can't be long until he puts him in a match. Can't be long. We see the Hall of Fame announcement for the Hulk Hulkster once more. And then, here comes, last week. Yeah, and then here comes JBL. Uh, he wants to know why he deserved to have his celebration ruined last week. The common people around here need a hero like him and have no choice. He is their WWE champion and they need to listen. They must respect him, especially John Cena, who has made a mockery of the US title. On the grandest stage of them all, JBL has to step in the ring with a piece of garbage like Cena. He goes on a rant about how his family can have the finest things in the world because they don't have to be like Cena. Rant, rant, fucking rant, respect, give me respect, I'll tell you something, OJ's fucking coming for your belt tonight, and if you don't win, it's getting sent back to Ud. <laughs> <laughs>
you go back if you lose I'll send you back to the hood with those people <laughs> bit of a dollar dollar oh. towel line that uh, Charo Guerrero he comes in to see Ray and says that Eddie's waiting to turn on Ray they seem to get inside Ray's head a little bit okay uh, Big Show and Joe Giovanni are back when Fanaki comes up he's very excited because Aki Bono has challenged Big Show at Wrestlemania Big Show doesn't care what type of match he's in because Easy, I'm up for it. Bring it on. I'm not well, asked. It'll be an it'll be an honour. It's like, no, nah, nah, you're gonna batter him, big show. Yeah. Say that. Yeah, it's gonna you're come. You're the giant. Um we get a WrestleMania recall of Jake Roberts and Alice Cooper from WrestleMania 3. Just remember Jake Roberts in your head. Yeah, just, just remember just, who Jake Roberts is. Yeah, just remind yourself who Jake Roberts is. And it is time for our main event, US title, the Doctor of Fugonomics versus the Juice Orlando. I didn't do it, Jordan. So I was OJ going that bashing was in JBL fucks off. We will, we shall see. Uh, the referee checks on Cena, so Jordan grabs this chain, which is knocked out of his hands just as fast. Uh, Cena initiates the finishing sequence, hits the FU, but here are the Bashams, who left with JBL earlier today. Yeah, what are they doing back? JBL is there as well, they beat Cena up, the Bashams, they batter him, it's a belt shot to give Jordan the victory, and your new United States champion, as Smackers goes off the air, and Michael Cole is pissed off. Yeah. It's the juice. You get the belt shot, see the falls, and then Brian Evans is like, all right. Shit happens. He's on the floor now. Oh, you've covered one, two, three. <laughs> but yeah, that was Smackers. What did you make and how many Mavens? Two and a half. The, la the matches again were good, but that finish was a bit. You've seen it. I, I do love the La Familia bits. Yes, they 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 become my favourite part of the builds. Yeah, it's that he said, she said. Wang just Chavo is staring shit. Chavo it's like the you def your uncle definitely gave yeah. you a big wooden spoon for Christmas, didn't he? But I think it was another one of them where there is so much focus on the main event. At least now we're getting a little bit Some more focus story. on Michaels and Angle. Uh, you know, things are moving with with other characters. But Some matches are getting reasons. There is still... I think SmackDown means a little bit more at this minute. I think. Yeah, because it's not a one-feud show. Mm. Raw, it, we've said before, if you're not world title... Or you're not evolution, you I, don't I count. think it's going to help them going forward with Angle and Michaels because they can develop that on both shows. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that is a high-profile match. A big old, big old meaty match that's going to be. So at least then they can they can promote them on each show. Do you know what I mean? It's, but it's... I'd say out of the main events, that's the more main match I'm looking forward to, is Angle and Michaels, because of how the fun that it's been so far. Plus it's blood. Angle's Michael. I know what's coming. We're getting Marty and shit. <laughs> Sherry. Are you ready then, Michael, for some more money? Nah, nah. I'm ready. What the hell is this? What are you guys doing here? I was told to be in Bischoff's office. What are you guys doing here? We were all told to be here. Why? You cowboys. Just yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to sit tight. Excuse me. Tell us. Excuse me. Actually, I wanted to speak to all of you. What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. Last Monday night, Chris Jericho came to me with a proposition. A six-way ladder match at WrestleMania. And since that idea would blow anything that SmackDown was bringing to WrestleMania away, yeah. I approved it. And all of you are participants. So because you approved it? Why the hell should I do that? I put my body through hell last week, tearing Shawn Michaels apart. Why the hell should I do that? You approved it. I'm out of here. Why should I do that? 
right, Ed, if you don't want right. an opportunity to be world champion, I've got no problem with that. I'm a little surprised, but no, that's your choice. What do you mean? What, what, what are you talking about? World champion. Well, because this just isn't any six-way ladder match. This is a six-way money-in-the-bank ladder match. Money in the bank. Allow me to explain. Inside of this briefcase is a contract for a future world title match. This briefcase will be suspended over the ladder at WrestleMania. All you've got to do is be the man that climbs that ladder and grabs this briefcase, and you have an opportunity for a future world title match anytime during the next 12 months. For example, you grab this briefcase, you win the match, you could use this contract to have a world title match the day after WrestleMania. Or if you're really, really patient, you could use this contract for an opportunity at the world title at WrestleMania 22. Yeah, like it sounds that. I knew you would. Now, to commemorate this wonderful idea, I've got an idea tonight. All of you are going to compete in a match. Tonight, it's going to be Chris Benoit against Shelton Benjamin. It's going to be Edge facing Chris Jericho. And I know what you're going to say, Eric. I know what you're going to say. And Christian, Christian is just so damn good at ladder matches. You're giving me the night off, huh? Well, that's not exactly what I was going to say. What I was about to say is there is a sixth man, and you're going to meet him in the ring next. It is March the 7th, 2005. We're at the RBC Center in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, we open up with Triple H, a, a recap of him being all upset and Batista not being asked because Batista knows that many of your son, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Uh, Shawn Michaels, he comes out to address Kurt Angle. He talks about having a long and brutal match last week and then Angle attacked him. That's why he showed up on SmackDown last week and gave Angle the beating of his own. We see a clip of Shawn coming to Smackers, jumping Angle, which got Shawn thinking, why is Angle having so much rage lately? It's the kind of rage that comes from doubt because Angle may be a gold medalist, but can he hang on the biggest stage of them all against Mr. WrestleMania? It's like, oh, get inside his head. And then he says, this ain't my first barbecue. That is my new favourite quote. <laughs> Instead of saying, this ain't my first barbecue, okay. this is my first barbecue. Uh, Angle pops up on screen and says, it does go back to 96. Yeah, he won in the Olympics. But every time an, a, somebody, a journalist, come and ask him a question, they didn't want to talk about that. They wanted to talk about Brett versus Sean, 60 minutes, Iron Man. I don't know. I don't. Could you imagine after he went to Olympics? Yeah. You've got journalists that are there to Your cover first just all the Olympics. To win gold medal. Yeah. And like, so then, Kurt, congratulations on winning gold in freestyle wrestling. But anyway, Gorilla Monsoon, did you make the right call sending it into overtime? <laughs> I just think, no, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Angle, he says he wants Sean to watch SmackDown as Angle is going to take four weeks to do what Sean took 16 years to do. Um, up next, Redemption. Triple H versus well, he's, <laughs> Rosie. He's coming out to help his mate. <laughs> uh, obviously, non-title. Uh, Rosie wants revenge for Hurricane. Uh, a very, very early pedigree attempt blocked. Rosie hits a running splash in the corner, but misses a middle rope, middle rope moonsault, which was a decent effort to be oh, Absolutely. Um, Triple H finally gets the victory with the pedigree. Um, then afterwards, just to like, make sure everyone knows that this feud now with Hurricane and Rosie is done, he smashes Rosie with a sledgehammer. That great equaliser. Yeah. Well, Rose is a lot bigger than Triple H, you know, so that, that sledgehammer is going to, like, 
even out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a video of the Playboy shoe, and before that, Jerry Lawler, he, he shows everyone that he got Christian Mitter to sign his Playboy. He's a, he's a dirty old bastard. Like, Christian, can you just sign what I wank over, please? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Surely that's got to be going through our head, like, <laughs> how many times you look at this? Why, why is it all stuck together? Oh, puppies. <laughs> I seen, um, I think it was Kayfabe, uh, Kayfabe News, they put an article the other day, and it says, Jeremy Lawler's bought two new dogs, and it instantly shouted, Boobies! when he saw them. <laughs> <laughs> um, we see Ric Flair. He's worried about facing Batista tonight, but Triple H talks him into it, promising him to be out. I'll be out there with the sledgehammer. Don't you worry about it. And Ric Flair's like, all right, actually, you say that. I just love how Triple H comes in, he's just giggling like beavers and butter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we see the competitors for Chris Jericho's ladder match, that's what they're still calling it at a minute. Uh, Jericho, Edge, Shelton, Christian and Benoit, they're all in Bischoff's office. Uh, Bischoff explains the concept of the big ladder match, but Edge, he's not asked. But then the tease of getting a chance at world title, Edge is bothered again. Like, ooh. Um, and then tonight we'll find out that all members are facing off. Christian, he'll be going up next against the sixth competitor, the Big Red Machine. Obviously, Kane gets the victory with the chokeslam. Uh, afterwards, Tonko is the big boo onto Kane, so Kane versus Tonko going forward then. Poor Kane. I think it's one of them where they're going to have this multi-man match, so if they can try and build two or three tiny little individual subplot storylines. Come, come out of it. Like in the Rumble. Do you know what I mean? When you have storylines built up just yeah. for that spot in the Rumble, let's, we'll have a spot. I imagine in the Money in the Bank at some point, some Kane's going to start Tonko. come off this yeah, going yeah. forward. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, you got a backlash next month. Mm, absolutely we need something for backsplash what we do uh, we see Stacey Keebler she's backstage helping Randy Orton get dressed so he can make his official challenge for Wrestlemania and our next match Chris Jericho versus the rated R not quite yet but he's a bastard superstar um, Edge he's got a banged up arm after last week's street fight and then we hear them you screwed Matt you screwed Lita chance all the way through it's He's like, like ah, you delve with right yeah, this is it I'll do it again uh, the Miss Spear sends Edge outside uh, there's a ladder out there obviously Edge brings it in or just get taken down for a lion salt uh, no referee though so Edge hits Jericho with a low blow with the ladder Edge gives him the victory um, well, it's a dick. I was quite an enjoy enjoyable match and the thing is because they're going to put all these six guys together these six guys are probably the the best of any wrestling mid card for a long yeah. time if you think of that because the, all the different dynamics you've got going into your ladder match you've got Christian knows his shit Benoit Jericho they've had a cracking ladder match together Shelton's I fly in he'll do any old shy mm. Kane's your power one so yeah. Kane can be smashing he's surprising because he'll still jump yeah. off shit it's, yeah it's um Benoit, obviously, like I said, he'll jump off shit. Jericho will jump off shit. It's it's going to be a good match. It's going to be a good on edge. Edge synonymous with uh, ladder matches as well. It was my f one of the matches I was looking forward to. The most I've never seen it. I don't feel like I've ever seen it. I feel like I've seen the ending and seen the spots, like Shelton's leap and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think and I've ever watched one it. One of the only thing from the match is Kane's entrance, where mm. well, a couple of ladders actually set alight. Oh. Uh, Bischoff lets us know that next week, uh, starting from next week, it's going to be the pick your poison. So Triple H can pick Batista's opponents and Batista can pick Hunters. Oh, I'll pick so you just pick some people whose your opponents yeah. never it's beat It's going to be a nine on one. <laughs> you got both hands tied behind your back. Yeah, blindfold match, but only you're blindfolded. Uh, we get another Hulk Hogan Hall of Fame video. Uh, and then here comes Randy Orton for his challenge at WrestleMania. And he has one challenge. His challenge is Taker. 
He wants the dead man. He kind of gave it away when he looked at yeah. the Taker, uh, Taker on the magazine. Uh, but yeah, he wants Taker. Bischoff comes out. Um, he says he's looking forward to Raw winning these interpromotional matches. He's I love it. Um, and then Bischoff agrees that Orton's going to make a legend for himself. <laughs> he goes, that's right, Randy. It do-. And he gets dropped with RKO. Yeah. So Randy's still a face right now. He's tweeter. Yeah, but does he turn heel heel when he does it to Stacey Keeber in a couple of weeks? Yeah. Is that his heel turn? But he's, he's like, RKO in the boss, that's fine. Yeah. RKO in your girlfriend? Nah. Nah, lad. Nah. nah, lad. nah. But what got me? They kept saying winning streak, not undefeated streak. Yeah. Winning streak sounds it, it's the same fucking difference. Yeah. But it sounds weaker. Yeah. Because undefeated, no one's defeated. When it, it's like when JBL, I think it's next week's SmackDown, he says he's the only undefeated champion. Well, every champion's undefeated until they lose. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he's on about to play for the nine time loser. Yeah. Um, up next, Chris Benoit versus Shelton Benjamin non title match. Uh, the Swan Dive misses, Shelton rolls him up for one, Dragon Whip misses, Benoit grabs crossface, eventually Benjamin taps. That so was a nice wrestling match. Is that Benoit now the new number one contender for the IC title? Should be. Benoit and Shelton can have a cracking... They gave him half an hour, 40 minutes. Ooh. Have a cracking little Ooh, yeah. match. Cracking match. Yes, please. Uh, we get another WrestleMania tra- trailer. This one is Undertaker as Dirty Harry. Um, for me, if he would have still been in his biker gear for this trailer to work better than he's the dead man now yeah it's just this is Mark Holloway doing yeah. it, a tribute to he's Clint acting. Eastwood yeah yeah he's acting they should have just done like what it man me no name yeah what it Carbay ones he did yeah. not Dirty Harry uh, we see Bischoff backstage he's all banged up and Mohammed Hassan Davari come in uh, he says he should be in the money in the bag match he's pissed off and I promise a revenge Allah Akbar <laughs> <laughs> Uh, William Regal and Tajiri they're impressed by Christie's playboy but Trish she's not so keen uh, Christy oh, he's fucking brilliant Christy comes out for a promo and love the dirty bastard he goes from I go from zero to horny in 3.5 seconds when I hear her music you know that's how long it takes from her music coming on to her coming out <laughs> I actually timed that after yeah. you said it I fucking wonder oh yeah that's uh, exactly fucking why she wants Trish out here right now um, Trish, she, she says, let's make it quick. I think I know what's going on. Uh, Trish wants her out with the announcement that Playboy goes on sale this Friday. Um, she goes, maybe Chris, can, Christy can even autograph this shit like Trish wrote on her like last week. Um, we're, we're arguing and fighting and scrapping up a Playboy. It's Again. a wrestler versus a Playboy model. Yeah. Uh, but we found out that actually Christy, uh, she's had a bit of training, had a bit of match with Trish. Yeah. Well, who's, I like to. Who's stupid enough to train her? Suck Edge off comes out. And, uh, yeah, later. So, to be fair, see, the thing is, the problem is, we got the pop for when Lita come out. Yeah. Was bigger than the pop that when Christy gave Trish the, the uh, twist of fate. Yeah. I, don't show that. I think the fans want Lita Trish again. Christy makes just, she's got red hair. We can give her an arm towel. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. We, Trish has got a good ability against the redhead bird. Yeah. Um, next week we find out it's going to be Triple H versus Benoit. Uh, and up next it is your main event time. It's Ric Flair versus The Animal. Uh, Triple H later on in the match offers a distraction, but Flair gets in the ch- classic chop blocks. Uh, Flair chokes away with the boot before going back to the knee. Uh, the thing is, though, with Flair, with Batista, your moves can only work so far with Batista yeah. until Batista hammers you. 
hammers him. Spine Buster. Triple H tries to run in, gets thrown out, setting up Batista upon for the victory. Uh, after the match, Triple H comes in with a, with a massive sledgehammer, but Batista takes it away, breaks the hammer. Triple H looks fucking petrified as Rob yeah. goes off the air. He's selling for that set segment. It's just perfect. Batista's just that fake look on his face like I'm gonna fucking kill you yeah come here now but that was Raw what did you make how many mavens decent Raw the matches just the six guys fighting each other great matches yeah. all night Part I think the that's the thing isn't it now, now because they've, they've formally announced this six man match and we're gonna have a lot of feud in between this mid card if they're gonna get put in one on ones two on twos three on threes you're gonna get good wrestling Always. It's not Simon Dean, it's not Maven, it's not Stevie Richards. No. Do you know what I mean? These are your, these, these are your, your mid-card stars. Mid-card mid mid stars. Uh, so for me, Raw, it turned it up a notch, this one, because yeah. the focus wasn't solely on Batista Triple H, even though a lot of it was. It was a lot more based on round. We started off with Angle Michaels. Yeah. The middle of it was the money in the bank. Yeah. We got this woman's shit. Yeah. Because, you know, we had to get the... North Carolina pop. Of course. The Matt Hardy hometown pop. Of course. Of course. You dirty bastard. Um, but yeah, as, as Rose goes so far, that's what's this been the third one. Uh, this has been the best one. Because yeah. shit's starting, we're, we're three weeks away from Mania and shit's starting to make sense from Rose brand. Starting to make sense. Just a touch. Uh, but yeah, for me, I'll give that one three mavens because that's been the best one for me so far. Yeah, I'd, I'd be tempted to agree on that. Are you ready for some more smack of the down? I am. It's been brought to my attention that I have something in common with JBL. We both like to break things. It seems as if he likes to break titles. I like to break faces. JBL, you, Orlando Jordan, the Basham Brothers, get your out here. We're going to handle this right now. Wow. Cena's called out the entire cabinet and JBL. Equalizer in hand. Insanely angry here tonight. Okay, okay. You're probably you're probably in the back hiding behind those renter cops you got. I tell you what, you leave them with the coffee and donuts, and you four, the cabinet, Orlando Jordan, JBL, come out here right now. We got some business. I know what it is. I know what it is. It's about the title, isn't it? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Don't worry about the title. People just saw you destroy the United States title and uh, best believe, homie, at WrestleMania, I'm gonna get your shine. So it ain't about titles, 
It ain't about matches. It ain't about nothing but y'all getting your whipped right here, right now. Get out of here. It is March the 10th, 2005. We are in the Civic Center in fucking Ranocky, I think it is. Roanoke. That's the one, Virginia. I would know that because of Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> with five... And 5,500 people in attendance. Uh, we open up with a look back at last week with JBL, the cabinet, and the cabinet costing scene of the US title. Um, here's the cabinet. They come out with what made me chuckle. They come out with security. Was that cleared by the Bashams? The Bashams sort that out because they're secretary. They're, soft, they're, they're secretaries of defence, so the they soft. just sorted security out. Ah, okay. So they're an agency then. They're just, yeah, we'll get you. If you need staff, we'll get you staff. Uh, JBL, he talks about how they've done something cool every week. And this week, it's time to honour someone who values respect. That would be the Juice, who won the US title last week all by himself. Massive John Cena chance, and JBL stop, tells him, stop cheering for a loser. <laughs> uh, JBL is a wrestling god, and he wants to show these people how great everything can be. Common people can never stand here with championships, and well, what is Jordan holding? And he looks at it and he's like... JBL's right, yeah. Spin a shite. It's shite. He gets the spinner belt, throws it in a bin, sets fire to it. A cane pyro. Yeah, <laughs> a proper cane pyro that Kane would be happy as Larry with. Uh, big explosion. Uh, and then he brings out the old US title belt that then goes on to be the US title belt for fucking forever and a day. Until last, last year. Yeah, yeah last year. Um, Bobby which, Lashley had it. I, I quite like that because as much as I was a fan of the spinner WWE, I was never a fan of the Spinner US, but I feel like it just fit John Cena's character at the time. Yeah. The minute Cena's dropped it, get rid of it. Get rid of it, get the old one back. What they kind of should have done with the Spinner WB title. Yeah. It was not until later, so later down the line. That's it, they should have stopped it. Not use it to take the piss out of him. Maybe use it to take the piss out of him for a couple of weeks and then do something like this with a bin and burn it and whatever. And bring, um, yeah. Or maybe that's time to then bring a new title, a new variation of WWE title. Or bring back the Undisputed title. Or bring back the Undisputed title. It still bothers me that that sat somewhere in their warehouse. Really bothers me. The last person to actually hold it, the JBL. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, because, as I said earlier, WWE doesn't like us, uh, Booker T versus Heidenreich. Uh, no, right. D no DQ, because why not? Uh, Heidenreich brings the chair in and takes too long corner around though, allowing Booker to actually keep it onto the chair. Uh, a scary chair shot to the head. Not nice Heidenreich. Clean out for the one, two, three. Nice noise. That was just a, I'm sick of these two. A uh, poor Booker. He deserves better. That, that was Booker going, right, I've done my shit with him now. Whack. Seen a bit. Um, we look back at Randy Orton challenging Undertaker for Mania, and then Teddy Long we see him backstage. He's not sure what's happening with John Cena. Um, Carlito comes in, and Long has a job for him. Find out Undertaker's response to Orton's challenge. Do That's it not cool. or get fired. <laughs> That's not cool. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero admire their tag titles when Charvo Guerrero comes in to wish them luck. He says, tonight, JBL and Jordan have a tag team title shot. But Charvo wouldn't want the only to be, be the only Guerrero with a title. <laughs> You're a little bastard. <laughs> cool. And Eddie, can't him, mate. Can't Eddie, him, Eddie goes, no one's grandmas would be happy about that. Looking brilliant. And Charbo leaves and Eddie says, it's not his fault that Charbo's his nephew. Yeah, it's my nephew. It's not my fault. <laughs> it's not my son. My nephew. Uh, Carly, oh, he goes off looking for Taker uh, because the only place he could be is in the bottom of the building. Uh, the light, it was a fucking phenomenal moment. This, the lights go out. Carly, oh, shits himself. Yeah. And then the staffer goes, oh, sorry, I didn't think anyone were in here. <laughs> sorry, pal. I'll take the light for you. <laughs> Looking brilliant. And then... We've had the breakups of Hogan and Savage. We've had Billy and Chuck. 
Steiner and Test. We had Steiner and Test. And now it's time for the official breakup of the reflection of imperfection and the big dog. Bow your heads in silence. That's all they deserve for about two seconds. It's Jindrak versus Reigns. Um, a high cross body gets a big two. Um, Jindrak knocks Reigns out with his left hand though. Weapon of mass destruction gets a victory. Um, yeah, yeah that's, these that's two all these finishes. These two are going to have one more fate at Mania then. Pretty sure. These two clowns. All over that. That's your main event right there. This is your Sunday night eat match. John Cena finally arrives at the arena pipe in hand he doesn't want to be asking any questions by Matthews uh, he's just going to fuck Gavin up he comes out uh, he says I'm not waiting I just want to fucking kill some fucker uh, him and JBL they both like to break things but he wants to break faces instead of titles so the cabinet can get out, out here right now and we can handle this no one comes out so Cena demands that they come out uh, and then <laughs> fucking brilliant Long says Cena's a bit razzle dazzled and Cena's like razzle dazzle what do you fuck do you like, mean you're bad what do you mean uh, tonight Jordan and JBL have a tag title shot, but Long has another idea. Cena can have his rematch for the US title tonight. Cena would rather take all of them apart, but Long says we can't have the WrestleMania main event destroyed. That's not cool with Cena, who thinks Long is sounding like JBL. Since that makes him part of the problem, it's time for you to be extinguished. And he fucking Cena turns ill. Well, <laughs> how do you know Long was going to take a bump? Because he didn't have his glasses on. Yeah. But I love it how Cena's turned ill, but he's not ill, but... Is it though? Because everyone likes Teddy Long. It's the GM. Yeah, but it's Cena. And it's, Cena is far it's the too GM. over. He, he, the GM don't affect yeah. if you knock them out. Cena is far, far, far too over. We come back from the break and Cena's been removed from the building. And then it's time for the Kurt Angle Invitational. Um, he talks about being Olympic champion in 94, but he kept hearing about Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon's ladder match. I'm loving these throwbacks. Loving these throwbacks. Mm. And he's like, I've had enough of this shit. Get me an opponent out here. I'm going to show Sean how to win a ladder match. It's his first official ladder match. Although, Judgment Day 2001. Yeah. That was for the medal. Yes. Very true. That, that was Benoit. And it was down that. Yeah. Last fall was a So he's opponent then for his first one-on-one -on -one ladder match in WWE. Mike so Haywood. Looks like some redneck from Slap Mountain. Uh, angle forearms him in the face to start, chokes him in the knees in the back. The angle slam and the ankle lock let Kurt win. Uh, probably the shortest ladder match in yeah. WWE history. Probably the shit if Steve used a ladder. Yes. <laughs> After the match, Angle sits on the ladder and says, now that weren't hard. He didn't even have to use the ladder as a weapon. And now let's jump to 1989 when Shawn made his WrestleMania debut. He says we don't, you don't have to use ladder as a weapon because he is a weapon. Thanks, <laughs> Josh Alexander. <laughs> Oh, the weapon. Uh, we see a clip of The Rocker's entrance before Angle says he's arranged a match with Marty Jannetty for Fuck next week. Don't. Fuck me. He's managed to put SmackDown for two minutes. Uh, Sean better be watching so he can learn what it's like to tap out to Kurt Angle. Alright. Well, surely Sean knows what it's like to tap out to Kurt Angle because he did it at the Rumble. Yeah. We see Big Show. He accepts Akebono's challenge to a sumo match at WrestleMania. And he says it's his, it'll be his first sumo match. Um, excuse me. Halloween Havoc night fucking whatever it was giant ace tags or something like that monster truck he does that no that don't count they acknowledged that he was the giant when he first debuted for no, the movie no but that don't count as a sumo match because they're in monster trucks it's still fucking sumo rules <laughs> no, so Big Show knows how to win it don't matter he knows what the rules it are it don't matter we see Carlito uh, looking for Undertaker but Tory Wilson scares him out of his wits uh, since he can't find Taker he'll have to call him out to the ring yeah, that's a smart thing too yeah uh, Carlito he calls out Taker 
Uh, he said he's tired of the wild goose chase and now he needs an answer before he gets fired from SmackDown. Just got to But it had to be the most polite call out of like, please come out if, if you can. Like <laughs> you don't minutes. mind. And I love how Taker come out, full entrance. Full Taker entrance. Yeah. Uh, Carlito, is she, sheepishly asked him about Orton's challenge. Uh, Taker says that many have come to WrestleMania and like the rest of them, Orton will fail. So, yeah, he's confirmed it. So Taker versus Orton at Mania. Bless Collier though, he was signing excitement with fear. And we find out next week Orton and Undertaker are going to sign the contract. As it is time for your main event. Tag yeah. titles. Eddie, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio versus JBL and The Juice. Now for me, they should have won the tag titles here. So JBL and The Juice. Because if these two fuckers are going to face each other at Mania anyway, do it without the titles and at least have the cabinet holding all the gold. Evolution. Then you have to work with the, them two to lose the titles after. To the Bashams. Lay down. Bashams win the titles. They just vacate them and award them. Award to them the to the Bashams, yeah, for being great sods. Something <laughs> like that. Uh, Ray gets the comeback, but it's cut off by the Bashams distraction and a big boot from JBL. Uh, the Bashams are rejected for their efforts. Uh, we come back from the break. Uh, JBL sends Ray outside with the fallaway slam, so Jordan can send him back into the apron. We get a couple of bear hugs uh, from JBL and Jordan. Uh, and then Ray gets a tornado DDT, brings Eddie back in, everything breaks down. 619, but JBL hits Ray in the knees with the chair, but the DQ because they didn't want the tag belts anyway. Nah, so wife can have the match. After the match, big clean house because John Cena turns up and batters everybody because it's all about Super Cena. JBL's scap is too proud. But that was SmackDown. What did you think? Pretty average compared to how good Raw was. Yeah. But this is only two weeks for me. Raw was better. Yeah, I'd agree there. I think, again, we're, all the focus is on JBL and Cena. The best part for me for this show was the whole Carlito stuff. Oh, it was funny. It was it was really funny. Carlito really was, funny. The MVP, was the MVP of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I think Carlito, it's, it's because, they, like I keep saying, they, they're using, they know that Carlito's going to be a star in their mind right now they know that he's entertaining so, so they keep, need to keep TV. him on TV we'll find a way to keep him on TV uh, John Cena's heel turn on Teddy Long no one really gives a fuck we got the big dog versus Luther. no one really gives a fuck do you know what I mean there's a lot of filler bollocks yeah but is it, a, lot of the a lot of the, the coverage on Smackers just like on Raw is about your main event nothing else really matters right now not at all What's up, man? Hey, long time no see, bro. It's good to How see you. How you doing, man? man? You're looking good, bro. Thanks. And let me thank you for inviting me down here to the Raw show tonight, man. Yeah, you know, and I know it was last minute, but Marty, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this. You've got a huge match Thursday night on SmackDown against yeah. Kurt Angle. Same guy I got to face at WrestleMania. And you know what? If you're making your return to the WWE, it can't be on SmackDown. It's got to be right here on Raw. Tonight? Yeah. Tonight. You got your wrestling gear? Right, sleep with you. You know I got it. You know I got it. Well, here's my idea. I, I cleared it with Bischoff, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and Marty Jannetty together again against La Resistance, former tag team champions. You and me. Rockers reunion, one night only. We can do this? Let me get my stuff, bro. Forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels, our Rockers reunion tonight. So then moving on, Monday Night Raw, March the 14th. They can blow job day. <laughs> Jericho, he comes out. Um, he's sat on top of a ladder. It's highlight real time. Uh, he brings out his guest, Randy Orton. 
talks about Jericho first talks about how you've got to climb the ladder to success in the WWE, uh, and he says to Randy Orton about how you, you like taking on challenges, but Undertaker is a big challenge, and he's like, well, WrestleMania comes around, there'll be a surprise in store for Undertaker when he meets me, and then Jericho goes, well, speaking of surprises, is a surprise. A man that wants fought Undertaker at WrestleMania, and Jake the Snake Roberts comes out. Looking like shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's uh, this is that period of time from Jake Roberts, isn't it? You got twenty ones. Yeah, it's uh. Do you know the thing is though? You like you've everyone has always said it, and I agree, totally agree. Like it's down to DDP. DDP saved Jake mm -hmm. Roberts' life, uh, and luckily, thanks to him, we've had another 10, 15, 20 year possibly out of Jake. Do you know what I mean? Where he does he does look probably in his best condition. I know he's had a couple of like relapses and a couple of bounces on it and that, but everyone does that. That, that like, is yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, it, for me, it looks uh, it looks probably the best he's been in a long time, but not this, not in two thousand and five. Oh my god, oh dear. Um, <laughs> Jake comes out. He's like, I know your granddad, I know your dad, to Autumn, but he's like, I don't know who you are. Uh, and he goes, but what I do know is that I need to introduce you, <laughs> your ass back to your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he goes for the short arm well he goes for the snake uh, but then he goes for the short arm onto Randy goes to the DDT and Randy turns it around to into a big RKO uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's alright yeah so I, I like Bye, Jake the snake. I love Jake Do you know that, that's the thing I, I love Jake growing up as a kid like back in like the late 80s early 90s I absolutely adored Jake because he came out of a snake and he was different mm. and yeah just something about like when I were younger obviously when I were younger like every wrestling fan when, when they were a kid you don't really understand what a promo is and how no. good a man is on a promo I've come to appreciate promos more as I've got elder oh of, co oh, of course 100% um, but with Jake just the way he had a way with his words where I always remember as a kid I was always sucked in I like me same with Ray Riot as well you don't absolutely. need to shout yeah just say it but yeah it was nice to see jake um but it would have been better to see jake in better version of jake but so be it so be it it's it, tonight is the night of like raw goes back to the 80s yep literally <laughs> and it was i guess this was the only way we could get jericho on tv this week well i, I think well as coming up to the next match right so it's all about money in the bank at the minute for the mid card on raw we, we spoke about this and like the next match, we've got Kane versus Christian with Tyson Tonko. Right, Kane wins, but then it all comes out. Of the, it all comes down to at the end of the match when the ladder gets brought out because it's all about Jericho does a highlight reel on top of the ladder. It's like for the next, and we said we said this like forget what they're fighting with. Well, they're, they're making you fully aware that the money in the bank match is a ladder match. In case you didn't know, we're going to beat you over the head with a ladder. <laughs> That's it. Um, so Kane, he, um, he ends up smashing Tonko with a ladder, busts Tonko a little bit, because like you said, you, that proves to the world that look, if you get it by a ladder, you can fuck you up. There you go, it's Tonko. Uh, we go backstage, uh, Ric Flair, he sends uh, Snisky after Batista. You can stay at them road spots on Snisky. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. To be fair though, if you're going to pick someone to go after Batista on, on like the sort of lower card of wrestlers yeah. that's avail available to Evolution, um, well, I say evolution to Flair and Hunter. <laughs> Snitsky's a good choice. He's fucking useless, but he's a big use. He's a big lot of useless. Because, you know, who else is there, really? No, it does. It does. It makes a lot of sense. Unless you jump over to SmackDown and Nick Adam, right? Okay, no. Don't know which is worse. <laughs> um, we're still backstage. We're with the Divas. 
Uh, later, she coaches Christy because um, she goes, well, this is how your block kicks attack, uh, Trisha's attacks. And it's like, oh, what a trainer. But Lita, well, what she could teach her is, well, I'll show you how to do a moonsault where this could potentially kill Trish. But it might also kill you. But <laughs> I risk, I reward. That is very true. Holy oaks. Um, William Regal and Tajira, though, they come in, uh, they come for a demonstration. Uh, but Christy is brilliant. You get Christy to sign Playboy for Tadgers, and Regal goes, Ah, he only reads articles. <laughs> yeah, of course. Can't even read English. <laughs> Michael, that's racist. You said that before. Um, and then, then it was brilliant. Uh, Christy, she tries her own kicks, but then kicks Regal in his bollocks, and then he gets offered ice, and he says, I need more than bloody ice. <laughs> Moving on, we are still backstage. And party fucking Marty walks in with Shawn Michaels. Because Shawn Michaels thinks Marty needs a warm-up match before his match against Kurt Angle. So tonight, one night only, it's the return of the Rockers. I'll help you on your build to Kurt Angle. Don't matter that you put me through a window. Ruined my career. False forgiven. Is there any team in the history of professional wrestling, is there any one team where both members have split up as a team and had such different of careers. So, like, you've had Shawn Michaels, who went on to be multiple-time world champion, WrestleMania main eventing all over the place, and Marty Jannetty, who was asking Facebook if it's okay to shag his own daughter. Do you know what I mean? Like, think about of all the tag teams that have come through WB throughout the years, from the 80s and 90s. Do you know what I mean? Demolition, Legion of Doom, and fucking New Age Outlaws, APA. Do you know what I mean? They've had, they've had a relevant level of success you have those teams where one the breakup then one does significantly better career wise absolutely. absolutely but is there any any that have had such a difference of careers where one of them's mr wrestlemania and the other one's mr i'm weird that weirdo on facebook so no, I, I just think that there's no one comes close to the careers of Shawn michaels and party marty I always, I, what, what the one, what was the recent one? Where, well, I say recent, recent-ish. When he said he killed someone. And then he come out and went, lol, I just saw that money no, talking. He was like, I killed this guy. And then two days later, I was hanging out with him. Something like that. Yeah, but didn't he kill him? Because, didn't he say, didn't he say I killed a guy because he tried to do nasty with me? So I killed him. And then he come out and said, no, nah, I, well, I didn't really kill him, but I might have thrown him in river. But I don't know. But just, I didn't throw him with her. Because I knew he couldn't swim. Party Marty is fucked. Fucking Party Marty. Absolutely off his tits. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, tonight, one night only, the Rockers reunion, loving it. And I kind of, the minute like they said it, I was like, oh, it is. But it's not, though, is it? Because Shawn Michaels is in his HBK gear. Marty Jeanette is in his Rockers gear to an extent. Al Snow, like part of what he was doing. Oh, Leaf Cassidy. Leaf Cassidy, yeah. Leaf Cassidy, Rockers 2.0. I do remember back in the day being a bit excited about the Rockers being back together because for me back in the like the, like I said earlier with the eighties and nineties with, with Jake Roberts the Rockers were a big part of that as well. Even though I always remember back then as a kid I always remember looking at them both thinking Marty Jannetty looks so much older than Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So much older than Shawn Michaels. I don't know. I don't know now if you like if you put Not them side by side and Marty even even though Marty's in his like Marty's. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's had he's had bad some bad marties over the years. Um, I'd, if you put them side by side, because I think Sean's aged quite bad. Hundred yeah. percent. He's gone from heartbreak kid to heartbroken kid. <laughs> but if you were to put them side by side, I think they'd about look the same age now. 
where back in the day, Marty always looked older than Sean. Always. But anyway, moving on. Edge versus Shelton Benjamin. Uh, Non-title. Um, Edge, he jumps Shelton from behind during the entrances, smashes him all over. Um, we get the spear, uh, but there's no referee after a referee bump. Uh, we go for a ladder because, obviously, money in the bank. Uh, Jericho, he comes in, knocks his edge's face, exploded, though, gives Shelton the victory. Um, yeah, it's mid-card, it's money in the bank. There's ladders involved. That's it, though. That's, that's your mid-card. This is their mania stuff. We don't have a nice title line, no, but this is your mid-card, it may... Yeah, but how many... Right, this is... We've, we're only, like, halfway through, so we've still got another two rows after this. How many more times can we have the competitors in the Money in the Bank fighting and the end of the match results in a ladder getting involved before it gets a bit boring? Oh, before is, it gets boring. Too late. We're three deep or something. It's just... It's it got so boring after the first one because we've seen it that many fucking times before. Just ladders, 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 ladders. And we're still in that time where we've not had that many ladder matches. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But we've seen but, it that many times before. Oh, we're going to see a ladder. I feel like we're going to see a ladder a lot of time in the next couple of weeks. Uh, up next, then, is the return. We spoke about it 30 seconds ago. Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, the Rockers. It would be a sh- it would be a great touch if they came out in matching gear, in matching neon, and join it. You were marking out as soon as the music yeah. hit, though. Oh, 100%. 100%. It's a great theme. It's a great theme. Um, and Marty Jannetty, to be fair, he had a good showing. Yeah. He had a good showing. Um, end comes Sean, it's Superkicks Conway. Marty, it's the rocker dropper or Famaser to more modern day fans. It's a horrible move though, Famaser. Yeah, if you're not taking it, mate. Yeah, I don't want to be taking it. Not in the fucking, not in the slightest. Oh. Uh, we are backstage uh, with Ric Flair. He's talking to Triple H about Snitsky's plan. Uh, Flair brags about Snitsky but wants him to be mean enough to hurt Batista. Uh, Batista, though, he comes in, he says, hey, up, Rick. Uh, Batista is saying, I can take. I can do what I want. I'm going to smash Snitsky. And Flair's like, you can't do anything. Hunter's the franchise. We're the franchise. Evolution, baby. Woo! Um, I like how he's like, it's Mr. Nature Boy to you. <laughs> and Batista just smiles at him and he's like, I could slap your face off your face. I'm going to slap that cocaine out of your nose. <laughs> uh, up next then, uh, one-on-one, Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Chris Benoit. Uh, Pedigree gets counted into a crossface. The Ric Flair distraction, as always. Uh, but it was funny because it did fuck all because Triple H and the referee were already in the other corner. And Flair's trying to distract. It's like, Flair, just bide your time. Do it when actually the ref can see what you're doing. Flair's had a bit too much. Uh, we get Pedigree reversed into the sharpshooter. Uh, Ric Flair, he tries to bring the title in the ring. Uh, gets tossed out. Uh, but it makes Benoit release the sharpshooter. Uh, low blow from under. Pedigree, one, two, three. And in the mid-card of Monday Night Raw... Triple H finally beats Benoit. Midgard. <laughs> no, that's how I said, hey, you, you had your fun. I'm beating you, right? You're not main event anymore. Yeah, well, yeah we're midcard, and I'll prove that because I'll drop down to do you in. Um, we find out then that Randy Orton Michael is going to SmackDown on Thursday to sign his contract to face the dead man one-on-one at WrestleMania. Signing your own execution. All right. Here comes Alalea, Alalea, and Davide, uh, Davide, Davari even, Davide. <laughs> um, the the whinge and bitching moan as always, and he's saying how it's a fucking travesty that I'm not on WrestleMania. And it kind of is, in a way, because they, they, are building, they are building this guy up as 2005's foreign heel. 
surely they could have found a way. I know, obviously, what happens at Mania happens. But I don't know. We, we could have been doing better with the character and better with yeah, the overall presentation of Mohamed Hassan and having me a good one-on-one match at Mania, not fighting with Eugene and Hulk Hogan. They should have waited a year, maybe you Hassan. Well, I don't know. I, see, I still feel like this could have turned. If, if Obviously, if not what, what happens with, the, with Taker and stuff like that, uh, and with the unfortunate events of London bombings to coincide with SmackDown running that angle, um, I feel like it could have eventually become a face. Like, an, it could have been American sympathiser. Do you know what I mean? And they could have easily done it. So he's had a cultural shock and a cultural change and shit like that. They could have gone down that path. But I feel like this whole concept... It's of, a diva that turns him. Yeah. So he gets he gets westernised. By Tory Wilson. <laughs> yeah. And like she did with fucking Shinsuke Nakamura son. Yeah, we can turn to Jay. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I feel like... It, because Mohamed Hassan's been around long enough now where we could have easily give him a good two or three month run. Well, not even that. All he needs is a month. A good run with somebody and building up a good feud. His first WrestleMania, let's see how good he actually is. Instead of him being this joke foreign heel where, as we know at WrestleMania, spoiler alert, Eugene Hulk Hogan fucking batter him. Eugene, so, one leg. Yeah. Michael, main event time. Batista versus Snitsky. And Triple H and Ric Flair, they come out to Avaganda. you got to scout your mania opponent, haven't you? Oh, 100%. Uh, put Pandal Slam, that gives Snitsky a two. Uh, comeback is on, though. Uh, some corner clothesline, spine buster, which draws Ric Flair in for the DQ. <sighs> After the match, though, Batista, he shrugs Flair off. Uh, and then everyone gets a chair. Cue Kane, though, to go after Snitsky so Batista can take out Flair as Triple H fucks off, as always. Fuck's sake, this view's still fucking going on. And Triple H, because uh, we forgot to mention, this is two weeks of pick your poison. Uh, so Batista chooses Triple H's opponent and vice versa. So this week, Triple H chose Snitsky. Uh, next week, we find out Batista is going to have to go one-on-one with Kane. Because... Red one, fight one at feud. Why not the other guy in the feud? Hundred percent. But Michael, that was Monday Night Raw. What did you make and how many mavens? The fact that Kane this is seemingly still going on really put a damper on the episode for me. I'm fucking done with it. I don't want anything to see it ever again. Next SmackDown, please. How many mavens? With an overall show two. Was it nostalgia? I give it a two. Well, no, I probably wouldn't, you know. I'd probably knock it a bit lower. I'm going to give it a 1.639. But anyway, enough of Raw. Let's get on some more smack of the down. Hey, man. You see Rey Mysterio around here? Ray Ray! Only Ray Ray! What do you want with Ray, man? What do you want? You know, since I got you here, you mind if I ask you a little something? You want to ask me something? Go ahead. Yeah, man, something's bothering me. What happened to you? I mean, I used to look up to you. Oh, really? But it's like you're a... It's like you're a disappointment to the <laughs> family. Hey, 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 calmela, calmela. Hey. Disappointment? Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You're, you're in a good spot. You're, you're in a great spot. You're one half of the WWE Tag Team Champions. Oh, yeah, man. And I got Rey Mysterio as my partner. That's right. What? That's a great spot. No, that's awesome. I say, wait, but wait. not for you. That's not a great spot for Eddie Guerrero. Now, come on. Last year, you were the WWE Champion. You were top dog, man, right? Going into WrestleMania last year, let's let's look at let's look at this. You carried the weight of the entire WWE on your shoulders. 
right? Oh yeah. But now it's like. It's hey, like wait, it, wait, wait, wait! Stop! Look, I know where you're going. You're trying to stir it up between me and Ray. Don't go there, I say. Ray, Ray, he's like familia, man. He's like our brother, I say. You got it all wrong. I'm not trying to stir up anything. I'm just calling it like it is. Calling it you know what's going on? You're holding back. Hey. And Ray Mysterio, I hate to say it, but he's holding you back too. Come on, let's look. Let's look at this. How many times did Ray Charles, Mysterio... Stop, stop, stop. How many times did Ray Mysterio have to beat you before you decided to tag team with Don't him? Don't go there, I say. You know what? Do me a favor. Just leave. What? Go. You can't beat him? Join him, right? What is that? That's not you, man. Yeah, yeah. That's not okay. Eddie Guerrero. I got it. Got it. Got it. You changed, you man. I've changed. Yeah. No, you've, you've changed. changed a lot. You're the one that's changed. Don't come. Stop the policy, man. Don't come here to tell me I've changed. You know what? And do me a favor. Do the family a favor. If you're going to continue to act like this, why don't you stop calling yourself a Guerrero? I say, how dare you not. How dare you tell me who. March the 17th, um, we are in the Savannah Civic Center in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, Kurt Angle, he comes out. Um, he liked what Shawn Michael did on Raw, and he seems like a way to get Marty ready for tonight, but there's no way they can prepare him for the Olympic gold medalist. Um, Shawn can find that out at WrestleMania, but Marty is about to find out right now. So Kurt's, is Kurt and Jake. So is Kurt Angle versus Marty Jannetty. And again... Right, Marty, he did a great showing. Like this was the match, wasn't it? That, that got that got him the contract. This was his biggest invitational challenge. Yeah, he got it. Uh, like the, the Marty, a lovely high cross body, um, but he was perfect because he hit the cross body angle, picked him up the road through, and hit a German. It was fucking beautiful. And Marty can still go. He can still sell. He did like you, you can understand why. Like this was the match, wasn't it? Where he got the contract, uh, but then Party Marty kicked in. And it didn't work out. But you can understand why Vince were like, well, we might be able to do something with you. Even if it's a short period of time, just to, for nostalgia pop or whatever, we could do something with you. Because he was going against one of the best, if not the best, inside the ring in Kurt Angle. Uh, and showing that he could still hang with him and he could still go and he could sell like a champ. I thought it was fantastic. But he's not lost the set. Just that we, to be a dick. That's the thing. Party Marty's a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> Marty, Marty Jannetty the wrestler is fantastic but party Marty mm. uh, but yeah the finish comes as expected Kurt Angle gets the victory with the ankle lock but yeah great for me great showing for party Marty that's after him um, we go backstage uh, Teddy Long he's in the office to respond to John Cena giving him the fuck you last week um, he says it's his responsibility to give us the best action and entertainment but no one can put their hands on the general manager uh, in comes JBL um, he says he's rather happy that Long is going to take away Cena's title shot. Um, no, 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 holla, holla, player, player. Uh, Long says, I'm not suspending Cena. But if he touches JBL before WrestleMania, he loses his title shot. And we also find out tonight, John Cena is going to team with Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio to face JBL and the Bashams. Steady, six man. If you've got no to do, throw a little six man together. Looking at you, WWE, WrestleMania backlash. Fucking every single fucking game ever now. We got six guys, what are they doing? No, fuck it, six man. Six man. Uh, we see Chavo, he comes in to see Eddie, and he said, have you seen Ray? Uh, Chavo wants to know what happened to Eddie. Um, he's a disappointment to the family. See, Ray Mysterio is holding Eddie back because Ray beat him over and over, but Eddie agreed to team with him. Uh, Chavo says, if you can't beat him, join him, right? 
Uh, Eddie tells him to get the fuck out of there, but Charvo says, either stop acting like this or stop calling yourself a good Eddo. Uh, Charvo leaves, Eddie launches a chair, and it's like Charvo's getting inside his head. He's stirring that shit. He's got three wooden spoons there. But he's great. Eddie's gone from main event, curtain jerking. That's it. Charvo Charvo knows what's going down. Like, you're a good Eddo. You should be better than this. Up next, Booker T versus the big dog with Heidenreich on commentary. It was fucking brilliant. I love how he just sat on commentary and he didn't say a thing. He just sat there. Ed said, oh, nope, not saying a thing. Just silent. It does do uh, the crazy freak really well. Oh, it's absolutely. Uh, but the match, though, Booker T, he grabs a spine muster to put Reigns down. Uh, super kick into Spinner Rooney sets up the axe kick. One, two, three. The big dog loses again. Has the big dog ever won a match? Uh, I feel like he's not. Against jobbers. Yeah. Won a match. I don't think he's won a match against that show wrestler. I don't think he is neither. I really don't. Uh, after the match, Heidenreich, he reads a poem, but Booker, um, he shows him the light with the chair shot. Fucking poems. <laughs> They're all right, but learn to rhyme first. Uh, we get another WrestleMania advert. It's uh, when Harry met Sally with uh, Linda, McMahon, Linda McMahon, Michael. She stole it. I'll give her that. It's that expressionless. No. Um, Teddy Long, he comes out for the contract signing for WrestleMania between Randy Orton and The Undertaker. But here comes Easy e Uncle Eric Michael interrupts. Uh, Bischoff, he promises raw dominance at WrestleMania. Uh, Teddy Long, then he brings out The Undertaker, which takes forever, as you'd expect with an Undertaker entrance. Undertaker, you're paying for his entrance speech. You're coming to see the entrance, you're not coming to see the man. <laughs> he always says, like, if the match is going to be shit, might as well give him money's worth of entrance. Undertaker, he signs a contract without saying a thing, hands it to Orton. Uh, Orton says Undertaker will be 12-1 and one soon. Uh, Orton, I'm unlike the rest of the opponents because I'm not afraid. Um, everyone says facing Undertaker is like facing no one on earth, but facing Randy Orton is what is unlike anything else. Uh, Orton signs and slaps Undertaker in the face. Um, Undertaker starts shaking, the lights flicker, followed by a massive fire exploding behind Orton. Uh, which is never a good sign. He just uses magic to scare Orton. Nah, he's got... He, the thing is, I've always said with Taker, t Taker's got skills. Taker in that arena, I don't know what buttons he's got in his pockets, but he's got skills to make the lights fuck about, to send lightning bolts, to send pyro. He's got some some skills. Absolutely some skills. Up next, uh, Paul London versus Billy Kidman in some cruiserweight action. Uh, London grabs a sunset flip for two. It's a drop salt. Uh, a drop kick breaks up London's springboard, though, and it's time to work on the back. And Kidman, he's fat Billy Kidman offence. Fat Billy Kidman offence. Fat Billy Kidman offence. He doesn't do much apart from ground and pound. He's not cruiserweight Billy Kidman no more. Uh, he's old enough. He's got to be in his late 40s here. Oh, yeah. Uh, we get a chin lock, another knee to the back. Uh, it starts to come back though. Uh, London, it's another drop salt, and then gets the 450 for the victory. In what was a decent match from London's side. What a nice 450. Yeah, it is a nice 450. Spot on. Um, and we find out that Paul London is now the number one contender for the Cruiserweight title because he won a match on Velocity. Hey, we might have to watch that. Uh, we go backstage, Carlito. Um, he's working on the concession stand this week. Yeah, because uh, that's how it works. Tealer can hire people to work at the arena as well. He, uh, he sells a kid a hot dog, but he sprays ketchup for him for requesting change. <laughs> uh, the, the adult, the appropriate adult for the child complains and gets spat in the face. Oh, I wish I could do that. 
<laughs> Will I work in that service? Uh, we see Dawn Marie. Uh, she's in the crowd, uh, but she gets in a fight with Michelle McCool. Uh, it's broken up as we continue. For me, it's just nonsense after nonsense, just to fill time. Because if anyone's going to teach Michelle McCool how to work in the ring, it's Dawn Marie, if sure. Of course, absolutely. Uh, we're still backstage. Uh, JBL, he comes up to Cena and he tries to provoke him into smacking him. He knows Cena wants to be rich like him because Cena come from a poor family where his mum had to sleep with a landlord to pay bills. Cena says JBL is as stupid as he looks and he can't wait five minutes for the bell to ring. Um, he goes, thank you for the motivation though, John. Cena's going to fuck him up. 100%. He's been absolutely battered. And then, Michael, we get videos of Christy Hemi in Playboy. Uh, as I said before, it's a very good uh, edition. The article's in there, boy. Uh, and then, Michael, up next, it is John Bradshaw Layfield and his Secretaries of Defence versus Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio and John Cena for just because we've got six guys that we need something to do. Well, you know, everybody's got to get a payday. They've all got to get on TV and the Bashams need to be on TV too, I guess. But did you notice a certain person might have a different theme song? I did. It's like it's time... Looks like the doctor's time is up. I was like, I was, I was so shocked. I was like, oh, me, my. I, I thought it was the rough mania. Mandela effect with me was that one where he wins world title and he, uh, he shows up on Raw when he gets, uh, does he get drafted or he wins it? It turns up with, with Bischoff and Jericho in the ring on the highlight reel. I was like, for me, I, I don't know. I just, it's, like, it's a Mandela effect thing. I was like, I'm sure that was the first time I ever heard it. Uh, but no, in a six-man on SmackDown. Ba, ba, da, ba. Ba, ba, da, ba. Um, what does he make to the six-man? Uh, Ray gets the victory. Uh, well, Eddie goes up for the frog splash. Uh, Ray drops a dime after uh, John Cena and JBL are fighting on the outside. Um, it was, for me, it was just like we said at the start. It's just the six guys on, on this mid, sort of mid-card slash main event mixture together that we just need something to do with him so let's put him in a six man mainly the after that was better like yeah. Cena killed Bash with a chair yeah um, yeah so Cena grabs a chair smashes Danny uh, instead of JBL as JBL cowers well, uh, why didn't Ray and Eddie just go both go after JBL because they could attack Cena, JBL for Cena if they're his mates you know. think. Like, yo lads think go, go sort him out I can't get him until Maybe a Sunday, so you can talk about now first. Wrestlers don't think that way. Uh, but that was, Michael, that was smack of the down. What did we make? How many mavens? It's a lot of filler. Uh, it is. It's six weeks of fucking filler. <laughs> it is. It is. But how many mavens? I'm giving it a 1.5. Yeah, that sounds good. Moving on then. It is time, Michael, for some more Monday Night Raw. I want to explain why I brought you all together tonight, okay? It's because I want you all to feel good about supporting Triple H tonight in the Anything Goes Lumberjack match. You know why that is? Because whether you know it or not, Batista! It's the one that screwed you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I mean, yeah. He screwed you, he screwed you, he screwed you by not going to SmackDown 
when he had the chance. So he decided to be old selfish Batista, stay here and force Triple H into that world championship match. That means none of you guys, and the clear up one of you, but none of you, and the clear up one of you, could have had you. At WrestleMania, you could have wrestled for the rule of the WrestleMania. But it's right here with the real selfish. You get it. So tonight, think of tonight as your own little WrestleMania. Your own WrestleMania. Tonight. You know why that is? What? Because Triple H and I are going to have our eyes in a special place. Obviously, there's an opening evolution, and we are looking. Woo, we are looking for the right man to step up. Right. Hey, is right. that you, right. Master? That's me, baby. Is that you, Master? Is that you, Coach? Could be. Is that you? Is that you? Really? Yeah. Show me. Think about it, guys. You understand what being part of evolution is? It's limousine riding. It's going from J.C. Penny to Armani. It is wine, women, and song. Oh, yeah. Limousines, long limousines. No more commercial flights. It's all private jets. And guys, and guys, and guys, and guys, any woman you want, just like that. The kind of money you come in, where you come from, is jump change, your nature boy. Jump change. We are real. Evolution's real. Now, tonight, go out there. One of you, please step up. Let's do Recover evolution. Fear. It is March the 21st. Uh, we are from the Jefferson Civic Center in Birmingham, Alabama. This is another one of them that if I heard that name, I'd instantly think WWE. Don't know why, just do. And it happens with loads of arenas. Um, our opening contest is Shawn Michaels versus Rob Conway. Um, random way to start the show. Uh, Michaels gets the victory of the switching music, as expected. Yeah, if you watched this match thinking anything fucking else was happening. <laughs> Um, we get a video on Kurt Angle. Uh, it shows everything he's won from his gold medals to his titles. Um, a lot of focus and all the emphasis on the video was about the ankle lock and how Shawn Michaels could be in big, deep shit if Kurt Angle gets that move on him. Remember for SmackDown guy on Raw. We're backstage with Christy Emmy and Regal in Tadgers. Uh, Christy Emmy, she's uh, been working on a kick. She offers to demonstrate uh, on Regal and Tadgers who immediately cover their bollocks. It's a fucking great spot. And that leads us to our next match. It's the team of Christy Hemi, William Regal and Tadgers versus Molly Holly, Simon Dean and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. What the fuck's going on here? Why is Maven being delegated to team with fucking Simon Dean? What's Maven well, doing? Well, Maven's a little shitbag bastard heel now, isn't he? So, that, so it's his perfect spot. They need to fill that spot of horrible little shitbag heel. But what just a random, just, yeah. It's WrestleMania season. Let's put our tag champs with Christy Emmy again. So are you telling me if we work this out, dissect it a little bit, it's going to be William Regal and Tadgers versus Simon Dean and Maven at Mania for a tag belt. Maven or Mania? Then WrestleMania. Yes. <laughs> WrestleMania. Um, we get a distraction by Trish. 
Um, Chris D kicks away at Molly Holly, but uh, Simon Dean breaks up a pinfall attempt after a sunset flip. Um, Regal, he knees Dean to the floor, and then Molly go around the front, Molly then misses, and that allows Chris D.M.E. to hit the reverse twist of fate, that obviously she's learned from Lita to get the victory. Um, so we are pushing Chris D.M.E. as a wrestler, and I feel like at WrestleMania, Chris D.M.E. is going to get embarrassed by Trish Stratus. Absolutely, she is. Embarrassed. Like, you stick to get your tits out. <laughs> uh, Triple H comes out uh, he sets a chair up in the ring uh, he says he can't believe how un unappreciated he is for everything he's done for the business uh, do you know what it took to make Batista and Randy Orton into stars the two of them have ruined their own careers with their bad decisions and look where they are now Orton is currently volunteering to put his head on the chopping block for The Undertaker and Batista he could have made the right decision he could have beaten JBL and John Cena now Batista is coming to WrestleMania and he's going to lose there too. Uh, the problem is Batista is coming up against a wrestling god. JBL's like, excuse <laughs> me, um, boy. And he said, and how big loss is coming Batista's way? Great promo. He sells it well. It gets me. It gets me what I want to buy WrestleMania. I want to see this match. Yeah, he does. He sells it. He sells it well. He always has done. I, well, I think everybody wants to see Batista batter Triple H. But Triple H, when he's backed into a corner, always has been, when he's backed into a corner like a caged animal, he always comes and he delivers and he finds a way. It's going to be a great match. As I said, it's been many a year since I've watched this. I, I am looking forward to Batista battering Triple H. Because I feel like that's how it's going. Who are? Uh, we find out Triple H says tonight Batista faces Kane in a lumberjack match and Triple H gets to pick the lumberjacks. Of course he does. <laughs> that's a bit too... Poison picking, isn't it? Of course it does. Snitsky. Um, oh. Christian. Oh, yeah. All the Maven's, Maven's going to be out there. Simon's system. <laughs> Up next, Michael. We said we were blown away when it happened only a couple of months ago. And it's happening again. The reunion, sir. As Chris Jericho and Shelton Benjamin go one on one with Edge and Christian. Uh, Stinger Splash, that is Christian, but he's right back with a belt to the head, setting up Edge for the spear. Uh, after the match, Edge and Christian lay out Shelton, but Chris Benoit runs in for the save. Tonko brings out a ladder to drop Benoit, because I don't know if you knew... Why a ladder? There's, there's a Money in the Back match coming soon. But why a ladder? Is, is it a ladder match? I, yeah, well, Dave Meltzer told me that he read on Ringside News that they heard from... Chris Van Valier, that at WrestleMania, there's going to be a match involving a load of wrestlers and a ladder. So just in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, we go backstage and Ric Flair is giving all the lumberjacks a pep talk. He's saying that Batista ruined their careers by not going to SmackDown. And tonight, they can have their own WrestleMania. And to be fair, we could do with a new member of Revolution. Maybe for Revolution. Election. So imagine Evolution 2.0, Ric Flair, Triple H, Maven, Jindrak. Oh, not Jindrak, but the other three. Yes, yes, Jindrak. No, he or was too shit before. Or the big dog. Big dog, yeah. The big dog. Hunter, Flair, Maven, the big dog. Oh, get ready. What a stable. My stable would smash your stable. Henry um, Bischoff. He comes in to see Batista, telling him he had nothing to do with a lumberjack match. So, is he not the guy that makes the matches? Yeah, he makes the matches. He books the shows. So, who the fuck's in charge here, Eric? 
he says he's worried that Batista won't be happy around here after winning the title at WrestleMania. But Batista says, don't worry about it. Uh, Bish uh, Batista, he asks if Bischoff ever considered running for office, uh, which it turns out Bischoff has considered running for mayor of his hometown in Arizona, which is what Batista is talking about. And coming from a Washington, D.C. native. Uh, Batista leaves, but come back saying maybe Bischoff should just be a used car salesman. Because the both politicians and car salesmen talk a load of bullshit. Yeah, more than likely. Uh, Randy Orton, he comes out with Stacey Keebler. Um, Orton's ready to add another moment to his legacy at WrestleMania when he ends the streak. Um, he brings out a box, and the box is a shirt. Uh, inside the box is a shirt list off all the legends that Orton's killed. He isn't afraid of The Undertaker and will do whatever it takes. Uh, we get a video then of Orton killing various legends uh, before Orton talks about wanting to kill the Undertaker legend. This brings him to Stacy, and he, he says, I've got something I've wanted to do for you for a long time. Gives her a kiss, drops her with the RKO. Who says romance is dead, eh? <laughs> I know. Kiss, RKO, fuck off. That should be shit. Up next, Michael, Tyson Tonko versus Chris Benoit. Take a shot if the ladder gets involved. Six-week uh, build, not waste my time. Any more minutes of my life on a six-week build watching a fucking Tonko match. <laughs> we get a couple of boots to the head from Tonko, his best moves that he's kind of got going in his arsenal. Uh, another boot, though, gets reversed into the crossface. Uh, Tonko taps, as expected. Um, and we didn't get a ladder. Bit Tonko's not involved in the match at Mania, so he's not allowed to get a ladder out. You have Do to be in the match itself. You can't be a manager. Yeah, but what is Tonko? Is Tonko a manager? He's fucking lucky to be accompanying Christian at Mania. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, we go backstage with Mohammed Hassan. He comes up to Shawn Michaels. Uh, he says, I should be on WrestleMania because I've not been pinned on Raw. And then Davari rants at Shawn. Shawn cuts him off, though, and challenges Hassan for next week because he dubs himself Mr. WrestleMania. And I feel like this is the first time he's dubbed himself that as well. Well, people have been called it before. I feel like this is the first time that I can recall that he's mentioned himself as Mr. WrestleMania. I think they may have yeah. said it last year on commentary. Like, going forward, he calls himself Mr. WrestleMania every fucking day. The main event, the showstopper. That's it. You get it? You're, you're all right in ring. He is all right in ring. That's the thing, though. Shawn Michaels is all right in ring. No fucking better. <laughs> Uh, we then get another WrestleMania uh, trailer, uh, promo. It's the taxi driver one. You talking to me? Fucking brilliant. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? There's no one else here. They must be talking to me. It's this is out of all the adverts. This has got to be the best one because you've got every wrestler that you could possibly think of on the roster doing the same uh, line. You talking to me? But Batista is the one that plays the role of being the dumbass. He, uh, he nails it as well. Like, Big the, Show's brilliant because Big Show like the rip and then he, then he rips the jacket uh, but Batista's is just fantastic he's like what's the line he's talking to me he's like yeah because I'm what's the line <laughs> who the fuck am I talking to you you got the fucking script there what's the fucking line he's talking to me Michael main event time Kane versus Batista in a no DQ lumberjack match and Triple H is on commentary uh, we've got Snitsky Chris Masters Mohammed Hassan Viscera. We've got some proper beasts of the WWE outsiders of Lumberjacks. Just all the heels on Raw. Uh, Batista, he fights all the Lumberjacks off, uh, kicks out the chokeslam, uh, hits his powerbomb, one, two, three, and Triple H is pissed off. Pissed off as we end the penultimate Raw on the road to WrestleMania. What is your making? How many Mavens? Better Raw. Uh, the build's been a bit 
lacklustre for Amaniaville. Because nothing, the thing is, nothing's really going on apart from there's a money in the back match which is taking up. If you think about it, in any normal, and this is why I kind of get why like people are clamouring for money in the bank to return to WrestleMania. But the thing is, especially when the roster is relatively thin, as Raw is in 2005, when you take up five, six, seven, eight guys and put them in one match, then that takes up a lot of what could be two, three or four individual storylines. And I think that's something that they they don't know, kind of know what to do with the rest of the time. And you've got nothing going on in the tag division. The tag division is non-existent. Um, and the main event scene is the main event scene. That, that's your two hours of Raw. Everything else is just, here's some nonsense, here's some divas, here's some crap. Don't get me wrong, I love some nonsense and divas and crap. But this is six fucking weeks of it. <laughs> Nothing to burn you. Yeah, it was... Um, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, coming up next is the go-home show, so it's going to be interesting to see if Raw ramp it up a little bit and we get some more confirmations of matches. Um, we all, Only time will tell. Anyway, enough of Monday Night Raw for now. Let's have some more smack of the motherfucking down. It is March 24th, 2005. We're in the FedEx Forum in Memphis, Tennessee with just over 7,000 people in attendance. Now that's how you do an entrance. People from the start, I said that I would outdo Shawn Michaels. And I proved that I was a better athlete. And tonight, I'm gonna prove that I'm a better entertainer as well. Now with me is a woman who turned Shawn Michaels from a nobody to a somebody. Shawn Michaels' first manager, the beautiful, sensational Sherry. Now Sherry, we all know that you helped out Shawn quite a bit earlier in his career, but obviously, I didn't need anyone's help when I won the Olympic gold medal, but that's beside the point. The point is, your influence on Sean still lives today. Every time HBK's music is played, everyone around the world knows that it's your voice, Sherry, that's screaming Shawn Michaels' name. Now, me personally, I think that song sucks. No offense. I mean, Shawn Michaels thinks he's so great because he sang his own song. Well, Shawn, as I've been telling you, anything you can do, we can do better. Hit the music. What does he mean by that? Oh, oh, I think I'm cute. I don't know matter. Slam, the ankle lock, Marty Janetti. Still can't walk, I'm just a sexy girl. Sexy girl. I'll make your ankle hurt. That's tremendous, Cole. I mean, come on. Kurt Angle was phenomenal. Yo. 
Up here. Hurt. I know, I know, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt the, uh, the big party, um, but hello, Sherry. You know, I have to say, you look, you look as beautiful as ever, and, uh, and that's, that's not true, really. You don't, uh, you don't, you don't look, you don't look that good. Um, but anyway, you know, last week, both myself and all the fans of Raw were nice enough to sit through a retrospective of Kurt Angle accomplishment. So I was hoping perhaps you and the fans of SmackDown would show me the same respect. So here's a little nugget of uh, accomplishments by yours truly, our break kid, Shawn Michaels. The show stopping. Tonight, Michael, we're getting a debate, a, de- a mass debate between JBL and John Cena. You know what? What you need is a fucking debate. A debate, exactly, absolutely. It's exactly what you need on a blood food to get you hyped before Mania. Uh, so we start the show off then with Taz. He brings out Big Show. Uh, we recap what's going on, i.e. we're going to get a sumo match at WrestleMania. Um, Taz, he hypes up next week's weigh-in with Akibono. And Big Show, he doesn't care if Akibono weighs more than him because I'm still bigger, because I'm the Big Show. Well. Um, here comes the big dog. Uh, he comes out and he talks about how show is over his head and he's got no chance of winning because he's smaller and inexperienced. And let's be right, the big dog has quite the point. Like, he's fighting a sumo wrestler in a sumo wrestling match with a guy that's never really sumoed. The big Although Big Show has technically been in a sumo match. The big dog, he says to Big Show that he's going to embarrass himself, Teddy Long, SmackDown, the whole locker room. Um, he said it should be it should be the big dog facing Akibono. But he's got an idea. He goes, I've got a Jeep that weighs just over four and a half thousand pounds. And the big dog says, I'm going to flip it over with my bare hands. <laughs> like, yes, big dog. I'd have loved it if, he'd, if they actually let him do it. Because that would have been great for building his character. Well, um, Big Show, well, Roman Reigns, uh, Roman Reigns? Luther Reigns, uh, he comes into the ring, Big Show is the chokeslam, and then with a nice little piece of camera trickery, Big Show flips the Jeep. Like Braun Strowman did. Yeah, just a little piece of camera trickery. Not much, just a touch, just a touch. Uh, we're backstage with Eddie Guerrero and Chavo. Um, Chavo is saying, look, we're still family, you're a Guerrero, but if anything, at minute, Eddie, you're a fucking bit of a piece of shit and you're a bit of a bum. You're a main event now, look at you. Look at the state of you. Such a shit-staring little cunt. He is his little bastard, though. And the thing is, though, Chavo's like to, saying to Eddie, because you need to realise which you're the better man. Are you the better man? Are you and, Eddie, uh, you and Ray? And Eddie starts thinking, nah. Chavo's nah, he's firmly inside his head. He, wa- he wants his uncle back. He wants the Latino Heat, Los Guerreros. Let's go for the tag titles again. He's like, Joe, Joe, this is the thing, though. It's like, I don't, you're a bum because you're not in the main event anymore. You're now in the tag division. You're a bum. But I want you away from Ray, back with me, so we can go back in the tag division. (laughs) I think it's more, we were the tag division when we were champions together. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be be your division with Ray. Yeah. Yeah, you're my tag champion. If I don't want you, I, but I still don't want nobody else to have you. You're Guerrero. You can't tag with someone who's not a Guerrero. Absolutely. Even though they kind of do have a connection, as in Dominic. <laughs> Michael, up next. Scotty two jobby jobs twice. Poor Scotty. Um, he's doing well for himself now. So, Scotty two jobby against uh, the Juice. Um, Scotty hits the worm, and JBL's like, no, I've had enough. Uh, I want to have a go. Fuck, fuck the juice. I'm having to go instead. Um, Scotty gets battered. Clothesline from hell. 
Scott, at least Scotty two job eaters gain job time. And I guess we need the champ to get a squash win on the build to mania. Absolutely. Game of squash. Hundred percent. That's that how that's how we show uh, JBL's dominance against Scotty two jobby. I do kind of like it though. I'm not gonna lie. I did like it's the like, shit. It's like we're, no, but like we're, we'll, we'll come out. With, JBL's showing I'm a wrestling guard and all this, so I'll beat up the worst guy on the roster. <laughs> Wins a win, though. A win's a win. Um, Teddy Long, he comes out. Uh, he talks about how much fun we're having tonight. Uh, he's got another idea, though, and he brings out Carlito dressed up like Elvis Presley. Carlito, he speaks the opening words to Jailhouse Rock, and then he storms off when the fans are not happy. Um, he said, because I want to prove that I'm a better singer than Elvis, and then he doesn't even fucking sing. It's filling time. Until if it was, if that was expected, Simon Cowell would have probably shot him. We go backstage to Eddie Guerrero, and I've got an idea for you, Ray Ray. WrestleMania tag team dissension on a pole. Ray Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Ray likes the idea, uh, but then he realizes, hang on a minute, Eddie's serious here, and Eddie, I think Eddie wants to batter me. Well, he says, just think about it, because tonight we've got a title defense. And then you, you see who the title defense is against, and you're like, don't worry, lads, I'm sure you're fine. As up next, defending the tag titles. It's Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio versus Hardcore Holly and Charlie Haas. I've got a name for him. Team Triple H? Brother, because HH. <laughs> Thanks for dropping by, HH. So as the match is going to be underway, we get a gong and Undertaker makes his presence on the screen. And he says that many dragons have laid siege to his kingdom. But Randy Orton, he tried to use him to make a point and that sealed his own destiny. All Orton's done is wake him up and tonight, there will be a sacrifice. And then the match carried on. He could have just had to take him out, take out one of brother, HH. Yeah, I just, it was strange. It was a strange placement for the promo. They could have done the promo after the match. I just don't understand why we had that. Everyone made their entrance, and then Undertaker, gong, Undertaker does a promo, and then back to the action. Found it, found it very bizarre. Uh, tag champions retain uh, with a frog splash. It was always going to happen. And after the match, we find out that Rey Mysterio is accepting the challenge from Eddie Guerrero for WrestleMania. One-on-one. -on -one. Eddie's happy as fuck. Tag team says you're up, Let's be right, though. Is this not like one, one of like the most underrated matches in WrestleMania history? It's one of my favourite Mania openers after One that's never spoken about. Never spoken about is Ray versus Eddie at WrestleMania. Especially with, with their two matches. Everyone talks about Halloween Havoc. Not many people talk about Mania. Now, I remember it being good, so it'll be interesting to see if it's as good as I remember. Up next, Michael, we are still in the 80s as one of, if not the most iconic Kurt Angle moments. Part of this whole build. Yeah, in, in Kurt Angle's wrestling history. As Kurt Angle comes out to Heartbreak Kids music in Heartbreak Kids gear. And he brings out Sherry fucking Martell. Manager. Sherry Martell. And it's fantastic. They sing the theme tune, but Angle puts his own spin on it. I'm just a sexy Kurt. Sexy Kurt. I'll make your ankle hurt. Ankle hurt. Fantastic. But then after after the end, uh, it's brilliant because you get all that and then Kurt's just had enough of Sherry's shit and bats Sherry. <laughs> yeah. She's she's fucking down for it though. She's like Fucking, yeah, you can batter me up after you, if I, 
Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's one of them iconic. And we, sp we spoke about Kurt Angle so many times over the years of doing this, where um, as much as he is phenomenal in the ring, he's also just as phenomenal out of the ring in his promos, in his backstage stuff. He his, don't take himself in serious. In ring stuff. He just has a blast. He absolutely enjoys it, has a blast. And this is just another moment where it's fantastic. It was like, we've, we've had the Cena rapping, we've had this. Go back um, years ago, uh, before our timeline, with his stuff with the big show. Where he's winding up the big show and stuff like that. Oh, it's just, it's fantastic. Kurt Angle is up there. He's got to be on Mount Wrestlemore. He's got to be within the fucking show. If he's not in your top you know, five, you, you're wrong. Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking great segment. Five Mavens just for that segment alone. Okay, so this SmackDown's uh, winning this week. But then we get we get back to normal as Dormery versus Michelle McCool. Uh, yeah. Roll, roll up victory by Dawn. Yay. Um, we see Carlito, he's leaving the arena and he threatens to beat up Funaki if he tells Long that he's fucking off. He's like, I'm just done with this shit now. I've had enough. <laughs> I'm going. Where's Tia here? Yeah, well, you know, you can't make the Puerto Rican just dress up as Elvis and you know, ask him to sing Elvis songs. <laughs> Up next, uh, Booker T versus Rene Dupree. As the match coming to an end, the Undertaker's gong goes off once more. And this time, he doesn't appear on the screen. He appears in the ring and he batters Dupree as Booker T makes a quite hassly exit. Booker T uh, remembers Judgment Day 2004. Absolutely. He's like, nah, I've put this dog. Tombstone onto the steps, destroys Dupree. Um, Undertaker do, show, showing his dominance. Undertaker's like, I can't get Randy on, so I'll get any cunt. Like, who's young? Who's similar age to Orton? Right? Ren's similar age. You all do. Come here. I'm going to fuck my knees up. Main event time, Michael. Uh, the debate. The mass debate between John Cena and JBL. Like, it was it was given such a long period of time in the in the TV show as well. It was like, far it was too like fucking long. Half an you could hour. have had a cut you could have a cruiserweight match here. Yeah, 100%. You had Cena dicking on JBL, JBL dicking on Cena, background, upbringing, money, no money, blah-de-blah-blah-de-blah. Um, Although JBL did, did agree with us. Alan calls himself a 10-time champ, JBL calls him a 9-time loser. That is very true. Uh, I'm as, get, I've never lost the world title. That's it, I've never lost a world title. I'm, I'm undefeated in WWE. Undefeated, never lost a match, never had a match, but never lost a match. Um, towards the end of the debate, uh, JBL is still trying to wind Cena up so he can punch him and lose his title shot. Uh, JBL, <laughs> Cena takes JBL's jacket off, uh, and then Cena, he, he sticks out his jaw, he's like, come on, punch me, I dare you, provoke me. JBL's not doing it. Um, Cena, it's fantastic, then he gets JBL's hat, fills it full of water. Um, he's, he's like, I wonder if it hold, actually holds 10 gallons, and starts pouring water into it. Um, the fight, though, it's nearly on, nearly on, but neither man are going to do it because JBL knows if I provoke him, Cena's going to batter me. Uh, but I want Cena to batter me first, and that's never going to happen. Um, that's why he's trying to make him mad, so he makes mistakes at Mania. And then Cena, he brings out some spray paint. I'm not uh, touching you. I'm not touching you. You've got a brother. You, you, you get that. And then a, a big red F you with another tin of spray paint on the front of JBL. He's like, I dare you to hit me. Fucking dare you. Provoke me. Now, this, compared to Raw's build for their main event, is a, this was a lot more entertaining. It's a lot... As much as it's serious, as much as this is the, the, this is the, the step up to the main event of John Cena, John Cena still is, is John Cena. 
you get you get quirkiness, you get funny, you get do you know what I mean? You get comedy, humour. Where J B L and uh, where Triple H and Batista is purely about blood. But I'm enjoying John Cena and Brett Bradshaw's build so much more. I'm I'm enjoying Batista and Triple H's more. So that's gonna want to see Batista better. Like, but I'm enjoying the, I'm, the build with Cedar and JBL. I'm excited about them both. Well, the thing is, though, with how Raw and SmackDown's presented everything to me over the last couple of weeks, um, there's only three matches at Mania. They're world title, world title, and money in the bank. Angle Michaels. Oh, and Angle, sorry, Angle Michaels, of course. I only know that because uh, SmackDown. <laughs> this SmackDown. Yes, there's four matches. <laughs> the shortest WrestleMania in history. We don't need two weekends for this motherfucker, I tell you. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> so, Michael, that was Smack of the Down. What did you make? How many Mavens? Two. Mainly because of the... I'd agree. Cherry. Sex Kurt. Yeah, iconic. Iconic. Absolutely iconic. They just... Well, this build, for all its faults, has had a lot of the iconic, memorable moments from the Ruthless Aggression timeline. But, Michael... Are you ready then for the final episode of Monday Night Raw as we approach WrestleMania Hollywood 21 2005? Let's start bringing on home. Years from now, people will be talking about my undefeated streak. It all started last year. WrestleMania 20, Rock, Mick Foley, you fell to Randy Orton. And this year it continues with The Undertaker. Taker, you can't fight the future. And you can't beat Randy Orton. Legend. Killer. Randy Orton is... Randy, look at that! Look at that! 
It is March the 28th, 2005. We're at the Fort Worth Convention Center in Fort Worth, Texas, with just over 7,000 people in attendance. Uh, Chris Jericho is in the ring for the highlight reel. And of course, there's a ladder with the briefcase above it. Of fucking course. He says, I made history being the Undisputed Champion, and I'm going to make history again, winning the money in the bank. He brings out his guests, Chris Benoit and Shelton Benjamin. Christian comes out, everyone comes, Edge comes out. It's, they talk about all their history. Everyone talks about wanting to win money in the bank. And then guess what happens? Holla, holla, player, player. Our opening match, Jericho, Shelton and Chris Benoit versus Tonko, Edge and Christian. And take a shot for every time, lad, as I mentioned. Oh, it's fucking terrible. Um, everything breaks down. Edge spears Tonko by mistake, only to have Shelton dragon with Benoit by mistake. Because uh, obviously, money in the bank, we all have to like fall out of each other. Uh, the Exploder plants Christian, but Tonko hits a massive big boot onto Shelton. Jericho doesn't mind and puts Tonko in the walls for the victory. After the match, Christian brings in a ladder, but here comes Kane to smash everybody because remember, Kane's a badass. Yeah, he's, he's the monster of the match. Even though Tonko's involved in the build for the match more than Kane, Kane's still the monster of the match. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we are backstage with Eric Bischoff. He comes to see Batista and he makes him promise a lack of physicality when him and Triple H face off tonight. Bischoff says, I cannot afford injury. Uh, so Batista's like, yeah, I agree. Triple H can't get injured. <laughs> uh, Bischoff, he brings up Batista's movie trailer and thinks he could be a Hollywood star. It's like, oh, if only you knew. Foreshadowing. Batista appreciates that and he thinks Bischoff reminds him of someone in Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, that would be the gimp. <laughs> we see Trish, Christy Hemi and Lita arm wrestling time. Uh, Christy wins after a lot of delays uh, and then she gets a rematch and wins that again and then Trish smashes Lita. So what is going on? What is, point is, is that? It, is it Trish versus Lita? But just what Lita can't wrestle at the minute so it's Christy Hemi. Yeah. But what point, that? what point in this segment? Fuck this shit. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you're getting angrier and angrier as the episode goes on you spoiled this filler bollocks on a fucking mania build as well Randy Orton he comes out uh, we see a clip of him attacking Keebler last week um, he says Stacey hesitated when Orton asked if he could beat Undertaker at Wrestlemania and he says I'm not waiting because you're either with him or against me and no one wants distractions Undertaker is undefeated at Mania because everyone before him has been beaten as, they, as soon as they get into the ring but my future involves a Hall of Flame plaque which says he beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Undertaker is a legend, but Orton is a legend killer. Uh, the lights then go out and we see a video counting down The Undertaker's best moments and all these WrestleMania victims. Chronological order as well. Oh, it's fantastic. These videos are always done so well. Um, and then back in the ring, the posts catch on fire. Orton is absolutely shitting himself. He's thinking, what the fuck have I actually got myself into? It's like he's opened the Necronomicon. Yeah, I've fucked up a little bit here. I've fucked up. After the break, we see Kane. He comes up to Randy Orton and sees through him. He says, I'm lucky enough to escape two WrestleMania matches against Undertaker. And Randy says, I know what you're getting into, Kane. But he says, I need to prove I'm not scared of the Undertaker. And I've got six days to prove it. Um, so I guess Randy Orton might appear on Smackers. Maybe. Got a feeling. Well, you know, you've got to build it more. Michael, tag title time. La Resistance versus Simon Dean and Maven versus your tag team champions, William Regal and Tajiri. Maven's getting another crack at the gold. He deserves it. He's working hard. 
You're working hard, bless him. And Maven's the one that takes the pinfall as uh, your reigning tag champions <laughs> are still tag champions. Um, I feel like this is probably a match that's going to appear on the Mania card. I'm not sure, but I feel like it's going to. I feel like it's going to. No, the pre-show has the pre-show has nothing. The pre-show is presented by Jonathan Coachman and Taz, I think, <laughs> and it has nothing apart from recaps and promos and stuff like that. There's no, there's not one pre-show match. This is the first one they have like red carpet at all, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's in Hollywood. Um, up next, Mohammed Hassan versus Shawn Michaels. Um, we get a camel clutch, very loose. Uh, broken up with a grab of the ropes. Um, Sean come back, atomic drop, forearm, nip up, top rope elbow. Switching music's loaded up, but here comes your Olympic hero. Kurt Angle runs in for the DQ. After the match, Angle hits Mohammed by mistake. Sean finds him off, sending Angle into the crowd. As I tried to help Angle, Angle like, nah, fuck off, I got this, fuck you. <laughs> I don't need you. I've seen you. I may only be on SmackDown, but I've watched you, Hassan, and you're terrible. You're fucking shit. Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off back to Canada. I am not getting associated with you. Uh, we see we see Eric Bischoff backstage. He tells security to be ready for Batista versus Triple H. Uh, we get the Taxi Driver WrestleMania trailer again as Bischoff is now in the ring and he wants to moderate the big showdown. So here comes Triple H and Flair. Here comes Batista. Um... Triple H, he goes first, he takes his time, so it's basically another debate. Smackdown debate. Mass debate, debate. A mass debate. Uh, Triple H, he tells Batista, he calls him ungrateful. He says, everything Triple H have done for you, and how does Batista repay him? No one knew who he was before he met Triple H, and I'm like, Joe, he's kind of true there. He was just the deacon. He was, and, he goes, and now Batista, he was, you are got a star. Money for Brother That's it. And now he says, you're a star, and I couldn't agree anymore. Um, this goes on and on and on and on and on, just like Cena and uh, JBL's masturbate. Uh, Batista, he gets to talk about how he's going to win on Sunday. Um, he says, he, to be fair, he does throw in some compliments to Ric Flair because it's Ric Flair, it's the Nature Boy. Everyone loves the Nature Boy. But he promises on Sunday he's going to take out Triple H. And there goes the table. It's, it was only a matter of time. Uh, Triple H slaps him in the face. Security has to be dispatched, leaving Batista standing tall as Raw goes off the air. You need to have that pull apart on the go home for the big show. You need that pull apart. Has it done? Has it done its job? I'm hoping for this match, yeah. But that was Monday Night Raw, Michael. WrestleMania is over on the road. Next stop, Hollywood. Um, has Raw got you hyped? Are you ready? Have they done their job? And how many Mavens overall for Raw? What are you after that, though? I'm hyped for Mania. Well, I'm hyped for the main event. And I think there's some other matches as well. One might have a ladder in it. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil too much. But I feel like there might be a ladder match at WrestleMania involving all of Raw's card. <laughs> so, Michael, are you ready then for the final episode of Smack of the Down? I'm ready. This massive road to WrestleMania Hollywood 21, 2005. If you think that he does, I'd love to see it because Cena's pumping it in. He is officers. That right there, that right there is the man who vandalized my limousine. They have a warrant for your arrest, John Cena. You may be a common street thug. They have a warrant for your arrest. You're going to jail. You're going to jail like you've never been there before. Handcuffing. I suggest you use a nightstick. 
March the 31st, we are from the Reliant Arena in Houston, Texas, with five, just over 5,000 people in attendance. And Michael, on commentary, swerve alert, it is Michael Cole and Jerry the King Lawler. Puppies! And our opening contest it is Eddie Guerrero versus Danny Basham. And there is no Rey Mysterio, which is at Eddie's request. He's like, I can do this without him. And we found out that Jerry is replacing Taz because he's having family issues. So is this maybe when Hook, were they, were, like, they were sending for Hook? <laughs> or were they trying to send for Hook? Because how old's Hook? Maybe, maybe this is when he was being born. Yeah, I, I think he could have sent for Hook. Now you, now you say that, yeah. Makes sense. There you go. Um, we get a bit of Basham double teaming, and this brings out Rey Mysterio for the save. Um, but Rey kicks Eddie by mistake, though, because of dissension. Knocks him into a roll-up to give Doug Basham a victory. Oh, Danny, Bash Danny Basham the victory. Can't tell him about. No, never have done, never will. Over former WWE champion Eddie Guerrero. Literally so the former by, champion. By proxy, that makes Basham number one contender. Danny Basham versus... Yes, bring it on, bring it on. Uh, speaking of JBL, he's backstage and he's yelling at Teddy Long for letting it get out of control last week. And he says it better not happen tonight, or the WrestleMania main event is off. Uh, so yeah, so it's, it's all Teddy's fault then. Yeah, it's Teddy's fault that JBL has got a match at Mania because uh, Teddy is the guy who books the matches, and Teddy's just doing his job. Absolutely, absolutely. Up next, Michael, I know you enjoyed this one. Cruiserweight title, Battle Royal, Spike Dudley, Akio, Scotty Two Jobby, Nunzio, Funaki Nakamura-son, 
Billy Kidman, Chavo Guerrero, and your number one contender, Paul London. Yes, sir. I got like this, this is a bit unfair for Paul London. Yeah, he's just become number one contender on Velocity. Yeah, now aren't we all number one contender? Now he's in a battle royal. Why is he not getting but, a one-on-one match at Mania or something? But he does get the victory as he heads his Billy Kidman out of the ring. And your new champion, Paul London, well-deserved. Even though I Everyone guaranteed as a new champion by everyone teaming up and eliminating Chavo first, which was brilliant. 100%. Um, but yeah, as I did say in the last episode, I want a bit more from Paul London. I feel like he could become one of my boys, and I feel like he could become one of my boys. He's flipped doos or something else. It would be nice, though, if this match is would be saved for WrestleMania. WrestleMania is in three, four days' time. Do you know what I mean? Let's, three days' time, whatever. Let's, let, we could have done this to open the card at WrestleMania and get everyone hyped. New champion, Paul London. Everyone's hyped. Happy days. And it gives him a mania moment. 100%. 100%. And then, Michael, we see that Aki Bono arriving in the arena. He's coming for some big slow. He is, he is a big lad, isn't he? He's no Yokozuna. Yokozuna like, I would like to go to a restaurant with No, no. Unless he's paying. Could you imagine owning an all-you-can-eat and that fucker walks in? It's like, out, out You're business. in a mess, are you? We are, we are going out into administration this time tomorrow. Uh, we are backstage. Uh, we always we see like we're always backstage. <laughs> Raw and SmackDown. We're always backstage. Looking at SmackDown uh, Dave, is it magazine? Yeah. Um, Carlito says he's not medically cleared, but Long has a better idea. Um, tonight he's back in the ring against John Cena. Revenge like, of the. You can have a match against the guy who wants to kill the world champion. Absolutely. Uh, we're still backstage. Uh, Eddie comes up to Ray. He tries to apologise, but Eddie knows it was just an accident. Don't worry about it. Um, Eddie says, I'm just frustrated. Uh, so, But Ray, though, he agrees to wrestle Doug Basham tonight, even though he's not scheduled, because he just wants to make WrestleMania fair. Yeah, because Eddie's tired from his match. Ray's going to be more fresh. So, Ray fighting Gaz. There you go. It makes it fair. It, it does make it fair. It does make it fair. Um, we see um, Booker T, well, up next is Booker T versus the Big Dog, but Booker T seems to have a new manager, Michael. Carl Hale, Queen Charmel. Can't fit Hall of Fame, Charmel, Booker T, Hoffman. Uh, is it Hoffman or Huffman or something like that? Uh, but yeah, uh, Booker T's lost, isn't he? He's, he's another one fating Big Dog. If you're fating Big Dog, you're lost. I think this is where it turns for Booker. The Charmel dynamic's amazing. It, it adds another element to Booker T's character and then Obviously, when we go a bit further down the line with the King of the Ring and stuff like that, um, I think the, the Charmel dynamic added is is a perfect move. It's something Booker needs to, to, to get, kind of get him from being lost because going one-on-one with a big dog, I know he gets the victory with the scissor kick, as he always do, after spinner Rooney's, but I just feel like Booker is very lost right now. He's, he's still a long way from King Booker, but he's getting there. And then... Teddy Long goes into his office, Michael, and he sees Randall's dad. Did they have a nice, oh, good catch-up? Yeah, he's kind of... Offers him a cup of tea. Randall's dad's concerned about what the Undertaker's going to do about him. Uh, Long's cool, though, because out of respect for, for Orton's, like, do these go back? These go back to territory years, do these two boys? Uh, but then Bob Orton comes out for a little bit of a promo. Um, he said, I'm honoured to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I'm honoured to have a world champion son, but Randy's taking it too far. 
Um, he calls out the Undertaker. Uh, he's saying, look, don't hurt my boy. I know what Randy's doing. He's a bit of a prick. He's a dickhead, but he's my dickhead. Leave him alone. But, oh, no, it's just a swerve. It's just a swerve, Michael. Cowboy Bob, he came out acting like a good dad. And then, in true Orton fashion. It's just a swerve. It's just a swerve. And now the Ortons are in a run rough shot on Friday Night Smackdown. Thursday Night Smackdown. Just like Chavo and Chavo did. Just like Chavo and Chavo. Now that is a tag match. Orton and Orton. Orton and Orton versus Guerrero Guerrero. Yes, give me some of that. Um, up next is Doug Basham versus Rey Mysterio. Um, Lion Salt gives Rey a two. 619 connects, but Danny's distraction, that draws in Eddie, who accidentally hits Rey. Accidentally. Mm. Uh, Doug steals the pin to even things up, to not only even things up, to give Doug and Danny one-on-one victories against Rey and Eddie. Like, come on. Ray, though, after the match, he accepts it was just an accident because it's sports it was. and fair play. It was. You know, you know, deep down, deep down, both of them, deep down, I'm going to fuck you up at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Um, this SmackDown got me really hyped for this match because, you know, they're going to try and run out through the other. And then, Michael, my favourite moment of the entire six-week journey between No Way Out and WrestleMania 21. Kurt Angle is pissed off about being embarrassed and he takes it out on Josh Matthews. He doesn't just take it out on him, he batters him all the way around this arena. He <laughs> takes him to the fucking woodshed. He, twice over. Uh, and he says, this is what I'm going to do to Shawn Michaels on Sunday. But, oh, people, if you've never if you've never seen this, go back and watch this episode of SmackDown before WrestleMania 21 and just watch this moment. Josh Matthews gets fucking pissed back at Angle. Absolutely. Like he owes him fucking money. <laughs> fucking brilliant. We then go to break, and as we come back, it's time for the weigh-in between Big Show and Akibono. Um, show he weighs in at 493 pounds and Akibono weighs in at 504 that kind of surprised Big Show a little bit he's like hmm your titties are a bit bigger than my titties <laughs> yeah um, Big Show can't say he's 500 pounds now he says it's the first time in his life that someone's weighed any more than him uh, and he says he talks about how big of a deal Akibono is in sumo but this is WWE even though they're having a sumo match well there's only one way to get him out of that let's have a match right now Big Show's going to do a super match. Bodo can have a normal match, surely. Yes. Uh, jobber, 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 jobber. Eddie Vegas is his name. Yeah. Uh, Akibono gets the victory after just squats on him. Jobber tried to get some shots in, but he, Bodo just sold nothing. Yeah, bottom fucking Zai. Um, I don't know if I'm really interested or hyped for Akibono versus Big Show. Sorry, yeah. sorry Akibono, but you're the piss break. Half of me is kind of a little bit interested and intrigued. Other half is like, this is going to be terrible. Absolute fucking trash. I know it's going to be trash. <laughs> Michael, main event time. The final stop before WrestleMania from WWE's TV. It is John Cena versus Carlito. Run it back. The stabbing. Let's run it back. About three, four months. Uh, Cena, he goes for the FU, but JBL comes out with the coppers. They're to arrest Cena, and the match gets thrown out, so, and he's arrested for destroying JBL's limo to the week. Does Cena win by DQ there? Because that was outside interference, because they all tackled him. It is, that's very true. That is very does true. Does Cena 
once again defeats Carlito, this time by disqualification. And uh, and then Cena, well, JBL, he puts his hand onto Cena so Cena can get, well, you've provoked me now, motherfucker. So he gets a shoulder to the ribs, he gets a low blow, and a you can't see me from JBL to end the show. Now, it was a nice touch with JBL doing the you can't see him. Yeah, absolutely. But that was smackers. It's done. It's a long one, and I apologise, and I say it all the time. But to be fair, for those that have took bias from day one, like all those that have joined along the journey, they know when the Raw and Smackdowns before Manias are going to be long-ass fucking episodes. <laughs> but yeah, that was Smackers. Uh, what did you make? Have they got you excited on how many Mavens overall? I'm excited for Mania. Um, Smackdown, I give that one, uh, 1. 1.8. I prefer it to the Raw. And I, the scene of getting arrested, I thought that was a decent touch on the story. Yeah. Well, it's continuity, mate. Continuity. It's what we cry for in professional wrestling. That's true. Absolutely. I'm hyped for Mania, though. Um, Eddie Ray, should be good. Orton Taker, should be good. Angle, Michaels, you know, it's going to be awesome. The two world title yeah. matches, six-man money, money in the bank, and those women's title as well. Yeah, and hopefully Maven gets a spot. In the hopefully main event. Maven gets a spot in the main event of the pre-show. As soon as we get the winner world title match, Maven comes out. Like, great. Well, Me next, motherfucker. Yeah, but that's how they could have done it. Maven should have been in the money in the bank. Maven should have cashed in as soon as Batista wins the world title. Spoiler! <laughs> Sorry, no, Maven doesn't cash in. I promise you, Maven doesn't cash in. But on that note, Michael... This has been Raw and Smackdowns leading up to WrestleMania 21. Thank you, as always, everyone, for getting involved and listening to us and interacting as you do. And if you don't, Michael, where can they find us on all forms of social media? Please do follow us on all forms of social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. It's at Ariera Podcast. That is it. And if you do like what you, as always, if you do like what you hear and you want to support the show in any way you can find us on our era podcast at patreon uh, where you can get access to a load of bonus material including the hunter games where myself and michael were trying to look at every single triple h uh wwf slash wb pay-per-view match in chronological order and uh, we've just done SummerSlam 1997 the cage match and a rusty old broken down cage yeah. between triple h and mankind you need to take this oh. stuff to that even after not even being involved <laughs> but on that note until WrestleMania Hollywood, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Until Mania. Peace out, people.